0: Welcome to bonus episode number two, Ignorance is Bliss by face-to-face, a little bit of a departure for you guys. But in between uh, our Metallica discography and where we're heading next, uh, we're going to bring you uh, some bonus content brought to you by the selection from Alex the Contender, who selected this album. A 14-track short song album, at least relative to what we have been doing. um, 13 tracks. Yeah, uh, 15 (laughs) tracks. Are we doing the 14-track version or the 15-track version?
1: 13 tracks.
0: 13 track. Okay, several Oops. versions of these, but we're going to bring you more than you need. That's for sure, because that's what we do it on the Light the Sky podcast. Because we are a podcast that covers discographies at their at the at, from the top to bottom. We take the artists that span generations. And on that note, on that sober note, uh, we actually lost one of those today. Um, the passing of Eddie Van Halen at the age of 65, um, sad story. And, you know, none of us grew up with him, but we definitely grew up living, uh, and learning and loving his music. So, uh, and, uh, we, you know, we did, we, did, we did, dedicated hours and hours and hours of our time to dissecting the highs and lows, uh, the many highs and few lows of Van Halen. Um, so, you know, it really uh, comes as a, you know, I, I wouldn't call it a shock. I mean, uh, a lot of these guys are getting up there in age anyway, but um, kind of, uh, you know, sad after we uh, just went through an entire discography by the man and uh, he, um, you know, will not put out any more music for us. And that closes the book on Van Halen. The summer of Van Halen is over um, and uh, we'll have to move on. And anyone, when anyone, you guys want to say anything,
2: I, it's just because we did that discography, it feels like, you know, we didn't. We weren't there, but it feels like we lived the journey with the band in a oh, way, yeah. just we week mm-hmm. by week, and I think that makes it more impactful now than it probably would have before we did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
0: mean, it sums up this show, you know, for those of you who might be just be listening to this episode. We take you on a journey through the entire band's career. Uh, we don't skip any, we don't pull any punches. Uh, we, we live it all the ups and the downs of uh, the the artists that span generations um, and, and Van Halen was definitely one of those.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm going to agree. I mean, it's been kind of shell-shocked today after hearing the news. Like, I found out, obviously, when everybody else did, you know, early this afternoon and... You know, I I go on Instagram and I see all these posts, and obviously I want to post something, but I don't even know what to say, like what hasn't already been said. I mean, it's so cliche and a cheesy thing to say. And, you know, whoever's made it through the whole VH discography will know how much we all loved him and the band. But it's cliche to say, but I really don't think I would be on this podcast if it wasn't. Well, obviously I wouldn't have, but like I met Kevin in high school through our love of hair metal and Van Halen. And if I, I mean that he's the whole reason why I picked (laughs) up a guitar in the first place and I got into bands and why I didn't take the sports route like I was going down and like I owe so much to that guy and I could say so much but it's just thank you for so cheesy to say, but like just thank you for everything. I mean mm -hmm. he didn't just change the face of music through his technique and his songwriting and his composing, but you know, the way guitars are designed now the way amplifiers are designed i mean he like invented the super strat you know him changing the way amplifiers work so they distort a certain way i mean you know you look at the the variac stuff that he used to do back in the day to bring the power down so you could get that gain without having to blow people's ears I just he was so innovative with everything he did and you know people can say hendrix was there before him and sure but nobody's come close to innovating the guitar and music like eddie did since he's like an alien like you can't touch the guy, so it, it yeah. sucks. But
0: yeah, yeah, I mean, if if you go back and listen to our Van Halen discussion, um, you know we we'll all have stories like that. And you know, I, the best of both worlds, Volume One, took me out of the music I was listening to at the time and really led me on a journey that, 20 years later, I'm still talking <laughs> about uh, this type of music. Um, you know, and I will say that on a positive note, I mean, there's you, know, you could look at it this way that. You know for for those of us or all of us on this show that did not grow up with any of this music you know you have to be really grateful or thankful uh for the fact that many of these people who did l- light the sky um are still doing it um you know most of them are are touring or were touring up until covid and yeah. and the fact that you you have um, I mean, come on, like two Beatles are still alive. That's ridiculous. I mean, that just, just <laughs> Rolling make that, like stones. Yeah. Rolling yeah. stones are still there. Uh, I mean, guns and roses still, like, I mean, just like, how, like how is Motley Crue still alive? Like, you know, like the, the, the idea that right. these bands who like, you know, Joe Perry and air and, and, uh, uh, Steven Tyler and all that, like you want to go see him. You could have seen him, you know, in Vegas earlier or last year or whenever that right. was. But, um, I mean, like even with the sad loss of Eddie, it's still, uh, you know, I uh, appreciated that uh, a new generation of fans can still appreciate what these acts uh, were. Um, I don't want to say that they're one to one what they used to be, but still have to be thankful for uh, that. And some of the bands, I know, Chris, you've seen the most of them all, I think, or, or maybe Alex, but I know you, Chris, you have a huge list of, of yeah. artists that you've seen that definitely lit the sky. Mm hmm. Yeah,
3: I uh, yeah I was lucky like Alex too yeah to have seen yeah Van Halen yeah, not the classic classic lineup but I mean but yeah, just seeing Eddie or being in the same place that Eddie was I mean that was probably one of my top three or even to- yeah I mean it, that was definitely one of those like no bathroom songs for two and a half hours
1: It's <laughs> mm-hmm. like
3: <laughs> sure. okay we're gonna it's like, all right we're we're gonna start with with uh, Van Halen one and we're just that's okay no new stuff yeah that was a few years before a uh, different kind of truth so literally it was just like okay here's the hits. And it was, yeah, that was that was an incredible, yeah. I still remember that, and still kind of, yeah, a very dear to my heart, um, uh, show. But, uh, uh, but yeah, um, yeah, just as far as being a little sentimental, yeah, just sending our, yeah, my condolences to uh, Wolfie and uh, and Alex. I'm sure they're, yeah, especially Alex in particular. I mean, they've been playing together, mm-hmm. but since they were little kids, <laughs> I can't yep. imagine how do you how, know how
0: to do anything else, really.
3: Yeah, I mean, it was just them. I mean, I was like, that's. Pretty much, yeah, the only, I mean, being in a band with your brother for 50 plus years, whether it was Van Halen or any of the littler, littler bands they were, like in middle school and high school, it's kind of, yeah, I can't imagine, yeah, just going through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, also, and I kind of feel, because I know I was texting, uh, uh, you know, I think all of you guys were in that conversation, just that uh, uh, I think with Sammy and Mike, I don't think the door was closed on there properly. I don't, it's kind of sad to think that I don't think they ever really made up with Eddie. That's got to be another hard thing sure. to. I saw yeah, uh, Sammy posted a, a thing on his Twitter page of, from like, I don't know. It was probably during the uh, the reunion tour with him back in '04, um, and that's kind of sad that that's his kind of final like in person memory of that age, just that very dark time.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I don't know. That just really kind of made me sad to think that, yeah, that they didn't reconcile. Yeah, uh, in the way that they should have, but yeah, yeah I guess I guess well, that's it, life.
0: It, it is, and, and it, it seems to be more common in this industry than any other. That you 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 basically it's blood, sweat, and tears for years and years, and then when you split up, you you never see them again. And not that they're anywhere near that stature, but you know, I just I just heard of other bands that have just hey, last time I talked, that guy was 1987. You know, yeah. Montreal. Never saw him <laughs> again. Never talked to him again. And we spent <laughs> you know ten years on the road together or whatever. It's always fascinating right. how. Uh, that yeah. intensity like music has such tight camaraderie but you get right. sick of each other so fast and right. you know despite the uh, the 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 rifts in van halen really wasn't that much churn to be honest right it was weird
3: because you've seen it like with motley you see where there was a lot of like infighting but yeah it's just sad just how bad the sammy and eddie thing kind of happened and it was never kind of mm-hmm. they never never brought it back together kind of like with uh, with the eagles with glenn fry and don felder where yeah that was never mended either yeah uh it's kind of like yeah yeah well, it's like was it worth it what I mean, just uh yeah i mean you've you've done all this incredible work you would think at least at the end but i don't know like again we, we weren't there we didn't we weren't uh yeah in those difficult sure.
0: uh, so know, kind of inner circles uh yeah. so you don't know kind of thing that if you weren't there then you have it's no a, idea what, what
3: really did. happened right mm-hmm. but um yeah just seeing just how kind of just like a kind of like a the camar- camaraderie that was there at one point, where it just really just completely self-destructed, yeah, and sure. just and it was never. I mean, I know Sammy and Mike have tried to uh, extend their uh, extended olive branch over the years, but it just never really materialized.
0: Right. Well, I mean, there's no doubt that, uh, uh, regardless of all that, that he's one of the most influential people uh, to ever have been a part of the rock and roll, hard rock, really music scene in general. So rest in peace, Eddie. Um, This Van Halen tribute is to you. Now, let's move on, because if you want to listen to Van Halen, we've got hours of it for you to go (laughs) dig back into. So uh, we got to our bonus episode here. Alex, tell us about face to face ignorance is bliss and why you selected this 1991 pop punk album, 1999, sorry, uh, pop punk album uh, that might be a bit of a departure from the rest of the discography as your album for us to uh, dig into.
1: Sure, sure. I mean, you mentioned pop punk, and it's funny you say that. So I guess a backstory. I mean, this is a super important band to me and a super important album specifically, from this band i mean this is a band that formed in 91 in victorville california and they were very much from the socal skate punk you know i guess you could say pop punk as well they were obviously very influenced by bands like the descendants and bad religion uh and they had three studio albums before ignorance is bliss and when they put this record out they were coming off of probably their most successful album to date which is the 95 or 96 i I don't remember when it was the self-titled record at their first like major label album and in 99 they got a a bit of a different lineup change they got a new drummer and they wanted to do something totally different and if i I know you guys probably aren't too experienced with face-to-face like i am so listening to this record you might not get it as much but This was a humongous departure from the past records. I mean, you could just listen to any of their past stuff and you could tell it's way different. They got a lot of flack for putting out this album. I mean, because they had such a dedicated pop punk kind of skate punk fan base, you know, they would play these songs live and people would spit at them and throw stuff and sit on the floor and turn their backs and the band has pretty much swore that they never want to play really any of these songs live again Uh, i did one of the best shows i've ever seen Uh, trevor the singer and scott the bass player they did a two-man acoustic tour where they played this album in its entirety just them two acoustic and there you know there was 50 100 people there at bottom lounge And I was right in front of Scott, and it was like one of the best shows I've ever seen. And like the diehard fans that love this album so much were there, because there are some. I mean, there's definitely some people that came around to this record. And in my opinion, it's just it's an absolutely beautiful album. The fact that they took such a big chance and said, you know, we're tired of the pop punk stuff. We want to do something different. We don't care what the fans will think. Just the songwriting, I think, is incredible. The layers, the textures. I, like, I listen to this record, and I have so many memories with it. You know, it's gotten me out of a lot of depressing times. A lot of late night drives home. I've listened to this record, and I just, it's perfect to me. I mean, I know you guys are going to be like, "Really? What?" Like, but I, ha- I have, I have such like. It, it's hard to say, but I have, I've seen this band so many times. I've traveled across the country to see them in different states. You know, I've met the guys. Uh, I, I'm younger, so I mean, they have usually a, an older 30 to 40s fan base, but it's just such a huge album to me, and I think it's so beautiful. The instrumentation, if you really listen with headphones and listen to what they're doing, the bass playing, the chordal arrangements, the riffs, it's it's like an emo y kind of alternative rock record, and I, I think it's incredible. And, and if they play this album in its entirety, literally anywhere, I'm, I'm there like I'm waiting for it and I bought it on vinyl when it was f- first put out on vinyl last year. I got my t-shirt on from when I saw them at the acoustic tour like this is this is a top 3 record to me and you know obviously you know you guys can be as honest as you want. I know you're going to be kind of coming into this with no background but You know, following this band as religiously as I have, I know how much of a gem this is in comparison to the rest of their catalog. And I picked it because you guys said you wanted something different. You know, we just came out of Metallica. I I was thinking about picking, um, uh, you know, more of a hardcore kind of punk record from the band Propagandhi that I love so much that I feel you guys would really dig especially you being rush fans and technical metal fans you would have loved but i'm like you know what i want to do something different and the atmosphere and the different layering and textures and stuff i feel like since we're going to be going into pink floyd next if anything can maybe sort of ease into that compared (laughs) to another album i was gonna pick and you said you wanted something different that you'd never heard before and this album is so slept on. Not a lot of people talk about it. I would be surprised if there's any podcast out there ever talking about this album. And it's so important to me that I'm like, I never talk about this album really to, to, to friends. I don't put it out there. And I really just wanted to dive into it and see what your guys' thoughts are. So that's my long-winded answer. But there you go. Okay,
0: so I have to say that regardless of what I think on this album or what anybody else has to say about this album, you cannot deny that passion for this album. And it almost makes me feel like I need to dig in a little bit more to uh, the album that I will pick on my special episode and have it mean as much to me as it means to you. Because that sounds, <laughs> yeah, right. I, don't, I don't know. I got to think about what album that might be that, uh, that strong on.
2: You know, I picked this album because um, I um like it's it. good.
1: Yeah, I, I, I mean, I know we have two. I know, I know we have two-hour episodes, and I'm I could talk about this album for hours. And I'm trying to, you know, t- tame my excitement and my enthusiasm for this record because I want it to be, you know, fair, and I want you guys to be honest about it. So, you know, no hard feelings. I understand you guys coming out of it kind of green. So I, I I'm I I kind of expect what your results are going to be but that's okay it's it's not going to change an important record for me so so out of 10 where are you i'd say a nine i mean i i can't i can't skip a song on this record i mean if i know the rules are we got to flush one we got to terminate one and you know i'll swallow my pride and do it and i'll find some stuff on here but it flows so well it's uh,
2: that's it i i
1: don't want i'll we'll, we'll get to it as the episode goes on but Okay, Kevin, you're next.
2: Uh yeah. So I, I'm I'm a little familiar with face to face, not not a lot. Uh, mostly just because of Alex. I I know the album "Laugh Now, Laugh Later," which which doesn't sound like this. Um, I know their bass player Scott. He is a pretty cool dude, actually. And he's pretty multi talented and kind of like his videos that he puts out of him doing, you know, all sorts of stuff. Um, but this album, definitely not familiar with. Uh, I'm going to try. I'm going to go high on my initial ranking, and I'm going to give it a seven. But we'll see how it shakes out t- towards the end.
0: Okay, uh, inverse love or flush it or I think I'm next, right? With uh, answer, I believe yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah, so it's me. Okay, um, yeah. I mean, this is uh, an. Um, an album that I took the time to listen to, and I also took the time to listen to the preceding and the following albums, and I think also the, uh, the debut, the 1992 debut, um, as well. And I have to say, um, I don't know, like I almost prefer those albums and definitely the self-titled one, uh, the 1996 one, um, just because it just feels much more authentic to the sound. It's like they, this band can only sound one way with the singer that they have. Like they can't pull off much else, I think, with the instrumentation and like they're maximizing their use of it. But, you know, when they stick strictly to the skate, punk, punk pop, punk, you know, like pre emo, just like where, where it was just like less girly and more like low voiced punk, um, that I think they, they do it so well. Like I, I love their album. Um, you know, just even that opener, which I was playing right before this, that, you know, I, I, I put that on this morning at five thirty in the morning, uh, getting in the car, like, it's not going to be light for another hour and a half this time of year. <laughs> and like, like that album, like I, I first thought that, that my, my Spotify, cause I listened to podcasts at 1.5 X <laughs> was like the, the, the music was 1.5X. It was like a <laughs> jolt of caffeine, <laughs> like that, just that opening. Um, You're and, talking about the self-titled record, yeah, right? Yeah, the self-titled Resignation yep. Yep. Um, and that opener and just like everything was just so up-tempo and, you know, I, I don't know, like they, they backed off on this and, you know, you, you called it a hard rock departure. Um, like, yeah, but you know, like sometimes when you do that, you know, you end up with the best of both worlds. And sometimes when you do that, you end up with, you know, doing neither well. And that's where I I feel like this album is more on the doing neither well side of it than really creating a genre stepping masterpiece. So with that, I will give it a 5.5 with a little bit of headroom to be uh, convinced upward, um, maybe on some, uh, uh, poignant observations by alex coming up so we'll see sure
3: yeah this is a because I, th- I think as mark in particular knows i am not a fan of pop punk that's probably <laughs> so that's why it's hard for me to i mean yeah this i guess you could say from somebody who loves this objectively it's probably a good record and that people that are into pop punk enjoy it but uh yeah with pop punk with me it's like oil and water i just with maybe exception maybe some green day uh but more of the stuff like popier uh, which is a record I remember, like listening into elementary school. So maybe that was that one time where it actually did kind of connect. But uh, overall, though, I just I don't know. Just the overly kind of all these major kind of singing and chordal uh kind of choices just never. I don't know. There's just there was never en- enough muscle for me. And again, that's nothing against the genre. It's just not something that just mentally connected with me. So uh, yeah, so that's why it's. And I felt bad listening to this because again, I'm like I just uh, I can't. It's just, just it's not my wheelhouse. Uh, especially like the first half of the record i can't even it sounded like all the songs were just kind of melding i couldn't tell one from the other you know, going mm. just got that p- and this is also interesting where people kind of uh, like real like face-to-face fans crapping on this record i'm like there's a lot of pop punk in that. i don't know yeah, what yeah
0: i don't know yeah
3: it drives me well that's it's like with extreme metal bands like when you have like a gen band that starts incorporating keyboards and melody i'm like well it's oh my god they're trying selling out i'm like that's selling out to you <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like 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 you're you you how, out of your mind are you i mean it drives yeah, I mean, there me there
0: were some points in this record where i was like yeah this is hard rock if like you consider semi-sonic right. hard rock like,
3: right well yeah again i w- listening to this i was thinking of like like google Goo dolls and like soul asylum yeah. uh, nice. live like a lot of those bands uh, uh and again i think they had a better grasp of it um but but again, yeah. Even those, I wasn't really into. Yeah, like I said, this is way outside. <laughs> that's well, why I'm listening that's, to this, i like, that's, I'm like, a, like a, yeah. that's
1: why I picked it because I knew. No, I I'm appreciate it. Like I said, a total oddball here, and you guys, this is going to introduce right. you guys to a totally new. Oh, I know. Yeah, and it, and
3: I, yeah. And again, it was going to make for some interesting discussion too. Especially my opening statements, which were kind of going to be my, probably the most you're going to hear from me. <laughs> from this, at least for a <laughs> while. Like I said, there's a couple moments on here where I really liked it. Were but it, that was. When they were the least pop punk, or the least kind of, and that's more in the second half of the record, which they were like, oh, there's some actual cool drumming. Uh, yeah, who I don't know uh, who the drummer is, but there were some moments in the ba- yeah in the back half of the record. I'm like, that's yeah. kind of that's that, man, I wish I heard more of that on here.
1: Yeah, well, Pete um, Perot is the drummer. And he's currently the drummer of the Offspring now.
3: Oh, nice. And he is actually,
1: he's a metal guy. He's drummed on Rob. Yeah, there were some moments on here. He's drummed on Rob Halford's solo records. So a lot of these guys, all these guys were huge Iron Maiden fans. That's another thing that's different about this band is they're all metal guys. And they just happen to listen to the Descendants and Bad Religion and love (laughs) pop punk. And they're like, I'm going to just go this route.
3: Man, I wish because again, I wish they would have, or even if it was a side project, I'd love to see them embrace. And I'll wait till we discuss the song, because there's two songs on here I really like, like the vibe and the music. Yeah, cool. Uh, and that's why that's why I was kind of bummed because I'm like I was waiting I'm like I'll oh, just pop punk, blah, blah, blah. okay. The, <laughs> I don't I don't hear any hooks. Okay, they got like those are, like the kind of the punk chords and then the vocals. I also felt I don't know if if any of you kind of saw there. There's a lot going on. Like, I don't know if it's the production where like, the guitars and the vocals and everything, they seem to kind of interfere with each other. Uh, I don't know if that was uh, especially listening to my car, my car stereo system, which is a nicer system. But I felt distracted a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, again, that's kind of when I tuned out. And even again, just the structures of the songs are very there's almost a very sameness to them. And I don't know, maybe that's just that kind of that genre. I don't know. Like some people may like, like you, Alex is just, yeah, they just really connect with that type of, um, but with me and again, it all comes to what you grew up with and well, what you were influenced. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I know they talk about, uh, there's a certain age where like after you, uh, after you go beyond that age, you stop absorbing certain styles of music. I mean, yeah, I noticed, uh, cause again, I'm a metal guy who likes electronic dance music. Okay. That was kind of unusual, but, uh, again, I was, I kind of absorbed it at that one at that right time of musical development sure and then and yeah. pop, pop punk in the kind of 90s alternative and with a few exceptions yeah that was just not something that i kind of ever listened to and when i did start kind of kind of paying attention to it a lot of it, it was kind of like hitting a brick wall it just didn't yeah it just i couldn't uh, not yeah. that it's not again not that it's not objectively good it's just not yeah it's, it's like me and country music it's like i don't necessarily hate it it's just not something that i kind of grew up with yeah
0: yeah I, I was having that same thought too just um i mean you and i uh you know we went to the same high school we're in the same you know graduating class yeah um and you know when, when we went to high school it was basically rap was huge um yeah you know if you were a certain type of of like kid you know and then if you were uh like kind of countercultural, it was like peak emo like like our era was oh, yeah. like basically peak Good Charlotte, My Chemical Romance, oh, Fallout Boy, like all that was just yeah. huge. Oh, I
3: at, at, yeah, funny enough though, I because even as big as that was, uh, and I don't know if it was just because I was so I was like when because my dad, my or my, my parents in general, they were the ones that in, uh, introduced music to me. And I don't know if that had something to do with just what I gravitate towards. Where I'm not as far as modern pop music, I really don't, or modern pop rock, I don't necessarily kind of where it's never really chilled yeah. with me. I don't know if that has something also to do with it as far as just kind of because again yeah that pop punk thing has been huge for the last 20 plus years i mean it really is as far as our generation um i don't know if i was just too young where i just my parents like the influence was immediate like there and yeah. i just and i just missed all that other stuff yeah well how i
0: would put it is it was like when it, when i was in high school i basically ignored it like i just i didn't hate emo music i didn't hate pop punk i just right. didn't i was just totally indifferent to it yeah. Um, hmm. Like it was the kind of thing that I feel, and it's hard to get into unless you were a part of that scene. Like Alex Correct. said, like you yeah. grew up listening to this or you had yeah, really strong didn't. memories yeah. about it. And that's the kind of thing that, um, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's really hard to dive in this genre specifically. And don't get me wrong. Like I do like the black parade. Like I do like small segments here and there of, of uh, pop punk and emo right. and um, you know, just like Moments, very, yeah.
1: it's very small doses for me. It's funny. And, and you guys throw around the words pop punk and emo uh, on this record. And I don't know. There's obviously some catchy, there, it's a punk band and there's some poppy parts, but like, that's the thing you listen to this record compared to anything else you've, they've done. And think I think it was a different band. I, yeah. w- it's a different band. I wouldn't consider this I like pop that band punk better,
0: though. at yeah, it, all.
1: Like this is right. not a pop punk record. This is an atmospheric, very beautifully arranged chordal chorus. Right you know strings violins right. like this is like uh, hey, yellow card was doing that too yeah sure this but like, Card, but Carb. this is like this is like to me i mean obviously they weren't the first ones to do emo like emo was around you know in dc in the late 80s there was like bands the real estate there's bands in, in, in the early <laughs> 90s in the in like promise ring sunny day real estate doing emo stuff but just the way they did it I, I feel like they set the tone for bands like brand new or taking back sunday stuff like that like you know, this is a band that a lot of bands today, like Blink One Hundred Two, and like Alkaline Trio and whoever, they've right. you know used Face to Face as an influence, and they toured with that those band that band. But yeah. this, I just think, is an absolute masterpiece, and I I just I feel like more people need to hear it, and that's yeah. why. I and that's
3: it. why I f- feel like yeah, just because again, it's not just audibly right. I- Just because of the styles I come from, I just, maybe I just can't appreciate it as much as, like, like Mark said, yeah, as far as growing up kind of with the music, yeah, through the, kind of being immersed in that, where I didn't, and when I tried getting it, and it got to the point where I just, I don't know, that music just, just, again, like, it was that oil and water Mm -hmm. approach. I just couldn't, like, I tried. That's fair. uh, And that's what I, that's what I, again, like, objectively... Yeah, I'm not crapping on this record. I mean, this is objectively a good record. I mean, as far as that scene, I mean, it's melodic. And, and funny with what Mark said about, yeah, as far as I don't, I kind of agree with Alex. It's, I don't wouldn't call it emo very much. I, maybe alternative 90s rock, like hard rock. Yes,
1: I could see that. No,
0: but I think it's just the, the emo connotation of the entire scene because I grew up in the midst of that just turns me off. Like it just, it is like the oil and water just kind of the natural repellent. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's like, I could never listen to corn because I just like close my eyes and see like, just like a, fat kid and in, in a mall <laughs> trolling with a big corn jacket like I, with it and those those pants those like big orange <laughs> parachute pants right? right well yeah like, sometimes i, like, I can't I, like i can't listen to corn just because i cannot like marilyn manson i can't listen to like i i, I know that there's good stuff in marilyn manson and there's some yeah. interesting music it's just like i just can't not see mall goths when i hear that and right it's just, it just it's just a prejudice i guess you know yeah, so-
3: yeah sometimes the kind of the fan lifestyle or whatever you want to call it can have can have a negative impact on an artist Mm-hmm. uh especially later on when they've become established over a couple of records where they have got their or like icp you've got like the was it the juggalos or whatever yeah. where you just mm-hmm. that's all you think about
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to, yeah but no, that's what we do we we dive yeah. in and see this so chris uh where was your uh out of 10 on this this is hard because like i said i, I can't objectively just because
3: i don't like this just from a stylistic point uh maybe i'll show of th- opinions
0: whatever you want uh, yeah
3: i mean i get uh, it uh, uh, like I said there's two songs on here I really liked and I wish they would have just done a whole record <laughs> I think I probably would have boosted the, uh so I'm gonna give it probably uh, just based on those I'll give it a four I guess yeah okay and that's not wow, personal. That yeah. the most
0: varied we've ever had an album so yeah let's jump in and, and see where it goes from there Kevin take it away
1: Funny you, you played that, so it fades out nicely. Yeah, I, I'm gonna try not to hijack the show here because I really want to <laughs> get a, a good debate going. But interesting part that you played in the song. Uh, so this is overcome for for those that don't know. Um, I think this is a great opener in my opinion. If you would have played the very beginning. Um I think it kicks in very strong um I, I try to put myself in the headspace of a, you know a dedicated face to face fan you know being very familiar with the band up until this point, putting the CD on and hearing that obviously it's gonna be different, but the tempo I think matches some of their old stuff and maybe that's why they put this there first so it doesn't you know scare you right out of the jump but uh, I mean I <sighs> I I love this song. I love playing it on guitar. I think there's a lot of cool layers going on, and and the big thing here, I guess, you guys were kind of mentioning the production where you think it sort of intertwines and gets a little crowded at times. Um, I mean, you know, Kevin knows you know our love for Scott so much, and you know, I don't want to get too carried away with it. I think he's he's incredible, but. His, I love the mixing on this record because you can hear everything, in my opinion, so well. I love how front, how forefront the bass is. There's a lot of cool movement going on in this. There's cool different layers with things kind of moving from left to right in the speakers. Um, I, yeah, I, I think it's a good, it's a good opener to kind of get you pumped up, and then obviously it's going to take a little bit of a departure as we, as we journey on down. But I think it was a safe choice for the first song on the album. So
2: hmm that's that's interesting um i I don't know uh i see i I felt (laughs) like from the start that it was it was difficult to put my finger on what kind of album this was gonna be because i kind of get what you're saying for what the opener like you you could hear it from the start of the Mm -hmm. song like oh yeah i can i can hear where they came from but i played that that section in particular just because it had this kind of atmospheric yep Thing going on that you talked about. You hear these, these voices going on, voices panning from left and right, sound effects, things like that going on. I like that, because that's definitely not what I was expecting. Yeah, it, yeah I mean... Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, too, and I'm glad
1: you mentioned that, and that's another reason why I picked this record, because I know how, you know, production-heavy you guys are, and you guys love a lot of prog. You guys mentioned you like Pink Floyd and Peter Gabriel and Genesis, so I thought, you know, they if, if anything they take away from this record, they might kind of like the sonic ideas of the production <laughs> a little bit. Maybe not, but I'm glad you kind of picked up on that at the start.
2: I, I will tell you this, too. I, I know, like, having... Uh, worked with some of these not exactly but alex you know i I recorded your pop punk punk band you know i've talked with some others we've actually talked extensively about it i appreciate them for trying things new Mm -hmm. because some of these bands you're like hey why don't you throw in some sound effects nope can't do that why don't you throw in some keyboards nope why don't you do? Nope. Can't. <laughs> you, sure. you, you would get a lot of nope. Can't do that in our genre. And you're like, what can you do? <laughs> you end up being like, okay, well, whatever. We'll just do the same old thing that everybody's been doing. So I, I, I appreciate them throwing some of those things in that that you might not expect. I also like the way um, it ends on let my guard and then just cuts off the song. Sure. And, let my guard down and then just
0: like explode
2: or something yeah kind of like yeah yeah, like a static kind
3: of
0: white noise (laughs) all right mark yeah i mean the um uh uh, the the tone of the record is set right away you can't argue with that um i'm there's there's something that about that mid-range voice that you know if you're we, we we obviously we we Talked about some really gifted singers and, you know, um, James Hetfield, I don't think you would say he's got golden pipes, but he definitely, um you know, improved and really can showcase his unique talents. Um, I feel like that in this record particularly, you know, the the drumming is good, the production is good, the instrumentation is layered. Um, I have a hard time off the bat, kind of just like, you know, just like that, just <laughs> like that, like always in that, that vocal range. Um, and I get that this is not going to be screamo, Like this is not um, like the used or something where it's almost like proto metal core. Like this is of the era and it's going to sit there um, but it is something that just, like, personally, just, I think, like, eh, you know, like, there's there's a lot of good stuff happening um, musically, but vocally, I feel like that, like, right off the bat is my first impression that, oh, like, I'm, I'm going to be in for uh, 14 tracks of this, um, and, uh, you know, I hope it goes somewhere else, uh, because it really doesn't vary. I mean, I, I do like this track, and I think it is a, um, you know, a good sonic landscape that they uh, paint right
2: off the bat. Sure, and cool. I, 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 we'll we'll kind of get into that too, because there are some songs where I'm like, oh, just reach a little bit with your voice. <laughs> mm-hmm. what I'm thinking, but we'll get to those. Um, unless Chris, you want to jump in here, uh, we can just uh, keep moving on.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, just briefly. I mean, yeah, def- uh, Yeah, this first song definitely lays down as far as the type of guitar. Uh, that you're going to hear for probably the first half of the record. And that was one problem I had, where sometimes as far as the... Because, again, it's very strummy. It's almost like it's just all open chords, Mm -hmm. very shimmery, very kind of... And I felt, after five songs, where I'm just trying to figure out, like, okay, it doesn't sound... And again, this is just my personal opinion. I didn't feel much variation. Um, You can't felt them. I mean, yeah, the production is interesting. But again, I don't know. Yeah, Like I said, there is... Yeah, I wish they could have tightened it up a little bit and have it where it's not so overcrowded. I think that was the term you used, Alex. Hmm. Uh, maybe some people like that. Maybe some people get yeah, because again, even production comes uh, comes down to taste. Some people you know, like. Now that you
0: mention that, I yeah. do feel like they're playing loose with the mid range.
3: Yeah, I, like I don't know what it is. Faster. It just yeah, it's got kind of like and like everything's kind of like yeah, yeah. There yeah, it's just this one big. It's almost like they're singing inside an echo chamber. I don't know what the or everything is very kind of. Rever- yeah thank you yeah sure um but again that well, might be just the, the the sound yeah that uh again that's just for me just a stylistic thing I don't necessarily like yeah
2: sure well we'll have to see when this crops up and uh talk about it as we go through the album we're gonna move on now to In Harm's
0: We need to bring it back, Alex's warm blanket. Oh, this is the
1: oh, one, huh? You know what? That's why I'm so excited. Well, I can't excited. even it's remember the key uh,
2: command for that. Oh! I and now,
4: say, Alex's warm blanket.
1: verse. I'm like almost just as excited to hear your guys' takes on an album I love so much. I I almost don't care if they're supporting me or against me i just want to hear somebody else's opinion on this right it's fine i like it i'm excited yeah I, that that verse
0: is, is pretty i like it it's comfortable um the the my, my biggest complaint with this song is that it feels like it needs to be about 10 percent faster Kevin, you did that last record where you sped up a track just a little I bit. I did, yeah. I feel like I want to go back and just take this one and put it in a logic, put it in a new, uh, you know, elastic and just speed it up 10 to 15%. Just a little bit. Because just like with that, those open, uh, I don't know if it's, it must be open string, uh, you know, riffs there. Yeah. Just like I just feel like when the way the drums drive, like I just feel like just, it, it's almost like a, 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 a sad, like it's, this is a, it's, it's totally sad. Um, so that's where I kind of get more of the emo-ish feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, again, his voice just kind of sits in that mid-range, um, but the instrumentation is just such a warm blanket, and the verses are just, to me, just, just really magical. I like it a lot.
2: Mm. Cool. I, I, you know, I can kind of see what you're talking about there with the warm blanket. I I love the uh, the chords going on in the chorus. Do you like, like that when- major chord? I actually do like that major chord. I don't mind it. In in, in this in this in this song, um I do feel like I, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I feel like the song could use some background vocals. Just just there are <laughs> background I vocals. I, I, you know what I mean though. I, I just I just a screamo uh, in the chorus. Not, not you, not you mean necessary. like maybe a, a second a, a different line chiming in here and there from a different like, singer. I feel like a different singer, something thicken up the harmony a little bit someplace uh i I just like that's just just what i was feeling is just kind of pulled at my heart like and the way it pulled at marks like speed it up a little bit it pulled it like ah, just get it a little bit more and and then i would like it more but that's just me
1: so. Cool. No, that that's totally fine. I, I dig that. Uh,
2: I mean, I think the thing that
1: really got me into this, a lot of these songs, like I mentioned at the start of the show, is seeing that acoustics set where you're, you know, you're five feet away from the guy and you can see what they're playing. And I really had no idea what kind of chordal fingering was going on on a lot of these songs. Like, Chris, he mentioned, you know, liking Green Day and a lot of the stuff on Dookie, where most of that stuff is a 3-5-5 power chord all over that record. And you listen to this, and there's, like, not really any of that. It's a lot of really weird inversions and open strings ringing out and diminished chords and stuff that sounds kind of ugly at times, but then it beautifully transitions back into, like, a major chord. And you know I, I really like the need to change. like scott's going higher up on that harmony mm-hmm. there I, I don't know i, I like the bass yeah. a lot of his bass is not following yeah. a lot of the root notes and it's playing something a little bit differently and it somehow works so uh, interesting about the speed though i, I like that i think
3: yeah, there's a little bit of, uh, kind of, I guess you could say like a Foo Fighters influence too on the guitars, uh, sure. kind of that, because they used, especially in that kind of early period, uh, I think that maybe at the beginning of that clip Kevin played, uh, uh, where it has that kind of minor sounding kind of, new knee, kind of, uh, and that, again, that's not something I necessarily like, but it just kind of reminded me, there's a lot of influence all over this record. You can see they're pulling from kind of the, uh, the nineties alternative mm-hmm. rock uh pool versus just like the normal the regular punk uh pool and it's sometimes works but yeah again strictly stylistic and i just yeah again it's more just observations than actual liking
4: (laughs) sure
0: cool well i mean now that i think about it that that vocal uh range that i i just i find abrasive it's just almost kind of eddie vetterish and you know I'll yeah that I, I hate pearl jam like i just like you love them fine i hate them <laughs> like it just, it's I like, just i like the first just, record but yeah, yeah like it's like, I, it, like it just, 10 million other people do <laughs> yeah this is this is the late 90s and it's it's yeah. all about putting marbles in your mouth and uh all right just, but this is but yeah but you, <laughs> you could I've say it,
3: and you could say this is like the vocal is almost eight years too late i mean this is right at the end of the this is 99 that's true yeah, yeah i mean
0: a lot of those bands those when i think of pop punk i think of just you know higher pitched vocals in right. general but it's
3: where you would think i mean because again they based on a lot of their other very kind of fandom i like i use the word fundamentalist kind of punk or pop punk uh where here it's yeah they're They are embracing those heavier, but it feels like they're kind of reaching back too far. Uh, Because again, yeah, like as far as alternative grunge or whatever, kind of peaked in 94. And this is is five years later. And we're kind of the scene, and now we're into like new metal territory. And again, with the vocals on this album are very much kind of that, yeah, kind of 93-era Eddie Vedder and again, Soul Asylum and all these other... <laughs> uh, again, stylistically, I mean, are there are people that defend it. I mean, like like I defend classic rock, and yeah, and all those, yeah, and certain heavy metal, yeah. So it's not nobody's wrong. It's just, again, it's just what what you love. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: All right. <laughs> cool. Well, let's keep moving on with this album. Got a few songs to get through. We're gonna go to burden. Shout out to the band here for including some strings in this song. That might have been a tough decision. I don't know, but I like it. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Did this... uh, uh, Did these guys... I'm not too up on my history, but um, I mean, this album predated Yellow Card, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Well, if you're thinking Ocean Avenue, that would have came out in 03. And I mean... obviously this band didn't have a violin player on stage when they yeah, were playing sure. this. And I would, I don't even know if I would call it so much. I mean, obviously that band had a st- very signature standalone and, and it's funny you mentioned yellow card because those guys have, you know, eventually moving down to SoCal, those are, those guys were huge face to face fans, but more on the pop punk side, which I guess makes more sense. But, um, yeah, this would have been predating yellow card for sure.
0: Yeah. I'll also echo that and kind of feel, I almost feel like a, um, what I would feel like I'm like a, almost a smashing pumpkins vibe. Sure. Mm-hmm. There, there's, there's something sure. there that, and, and I do appreciate, um, you know, that, that was mentioned. I kind of listened for the bass on that take. Um, and I know we're listening to this through Skype and not really getting the full oral experience to take uh, to say the least. But, uh, I, I do like if for as much as I don't like the mid range of this album, the bass I feel is, is on point. It's driving. Yeah. There's some grooves, actually interesting, yeah. uh, I'm I'm yeah. liking the bass here. Like it's it's a I uh, almost feel like I'm quoting uh uh what was that uh, um Boogie Nights. <laughs> I can hear the bass. <laughs> like they, they turned up the bass for this one. Yeah. Like they 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 got the bass down. I like it. Yeah.
1: Cool. Yeah. No, I was gonna say uh, again another song I-, I love playing. I love how it opens up with those those open strings. Of course, the bass is fantastic. It- it's funny you played the parts that you did because there's a lot of movement, but there's parts where Scott will do some walk down bass noodling with the guitars a little bit earlier on in the song. I love how much of a uh, like atmospheric journey that part is because there's a lot of arpeggiated stuff that it's it's interesting to me you know really trying to research this band because they had two guitar players in the band trevor the singer plays guitar and sings and then they had chad who played guitar just
2: solely guitar and okay, i'm sorry but why are those so 90s nation <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, so, I know. I'm, I'm not so I'm Cal not making fun guys, of them, but I'm just saying, but, like, yeah. if you could pick two names out. Of them,
1: yeah. It, yeah, who, yeah who, who, who in
3: 2020 <laughs> names their newborn child Chad? Yeah. I know, but, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Chadley. Uh, yeah.
2: Obviously, Chadley. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Kev, I'm said, sorry for just dis- no, <laughs> no.
1: Whatever. It's, it's California names, in my opinion. but
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: it, it's just oh, interesting sorry. to me, just kind of knowing in watching these guys live and knowing their strengths and, and their talents and stuff. And even though I think Chad was credited on a lot of the lead stuff on this album, I don't know. I mean, I can't help but think Scott did all this because I've sent you videos. <laughs> uh, I mean, of his Instagram, That's him c- <laughs> him covering yeah. classic rock songs, and it's funny we shouted out Van Halen at the, ep- at the beginning of the episode because obviously he's a huge Van Halen fan and can play as good as Eddie, in my opinion. But I mean, so much of the arpeggiate and the weird cho- choices and open strings and leady stuff that he's doing, like I feel like he did a lot of the lead guitar work on this too, but maybe gave Chad the credit for it. But, yeah, I love that journey and then that bend the right back into the chorus at the end. That bending on that guitar note just brings it right back in. And this is almost like a warm blanket chorus for me. So I appreciate you guys digging the... Uh... And now, Alex's Warm Blanket. <laughs> I appreciate you guys you picking Pretty up. Because I was going to say, I'm like, I want you guys to listen to this record with headphones and really try to hear everything that's going on. I don't know if you did or not, but that's what does it for me. So...
2: I just hope that your comments about Scott playing the lead parts generate some like crazy online face-to-face controversy. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think I've seen (laughs) the way it's like Eddie played the bass parts. Yeah, Scott played the lead parts. Come on.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. There's been stuff where they said like Chad busted his ass and really, and I Chad actually took this tour really hard because a lot of people didn't care for this album, and you know he's. You know away from his family and he's touring he's like what the hell am i doing this if nobody cares about this album and he eventually left after this album pretty uh-huh. much but i don't know it'd be interesting to get like a full-on documentary and see who played what on this album in my
2: opinion sure all right we're gonna go on to everybody hates a know it All."
0: you cut so it early
1: but yeah come on such a you got you got to end ending. it how perfectly those mm. harmonies just mesh in at the very yeah. end there it's so beautiful I was listening. Yeah,
0: I, that that is a uh, such a two thousands ending. <laughs> yeah, I, know, like it's no, that's really not. No, I think it. you're being generous. No, that's yeah, I, like I, I mid nineties. I don't see 90s. anything that's not there. Yeah. I don't know. Like I feel like you might be seeing things that aren't there, Alex. What kind
1: of what kind of early two thousands stuff are you listening to? That's what I don't know. know. I not, not much. to, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not, not much. <laughs>
0: No, that's, I was that, yeah. uh, listening to um, Sonic Syndicate earlier, which is a melodic death metal band, and that on their third album put out basically a not an emo record, but a very emo sounding record, and so many of their songs just end like that, just like just like a. Dum, oh, we're kind of out. The, yeah, kind of, that, that is like, a, okay. Yeah, I mean that was two thousand eight. Like, it just like at that time, I was just you know, in a decade like, that too late. And yeah. you know, now like, it definitely does. But um, yeah. I will say this song um, will be the um, the first time I say this, and I will say this again on this record. Um, if the band The Wonders put out a third song,
1: <laughs> oh, uh,
0: do you wow. hear that? I kind of hear.
1: I that. do. some harmonies going on? sure yeah
0: wow uh, from the movie that thing you do for those of you who aren't familiar with the Eaters. Oh, no, um go yeah. watch it it really has <laughs> like, to... there's a there's, there's a bit of like 50s six like early 60s um you know uh, mop top type of, uh yeah the ver- well the verses singing. are
3: ver- yeah the verses are very kind of mm, major kind of up Lifting, if you want to call it yeah, that it could, I mean, it it's it's, it's, it's a trademark of that singing. kind of music are those yeah, kind of i could see i could yeah. see
2: jimmy singing this yeah i could mm-hmm. see him crooning away to this yeah god i <laughs> just again, yeah i, I kind of like that I, I, I it makes me like it, it drives me nuts you, you know what i was gonna try <laughs> with? <laughs> <laughs> um here i i i put this song in and the first thing i wrote down on my notes are uh, here we go fourth fourth track ballad yeah we're continuing the yeah. track yeah <laughs>
1: I guess so. I hate it, huh? I
3: guess so. yeah. Yeah, here we are, number number <laughs> I'm four. Sick of discovering yeah. it. Yeah, we're yeah we're yeah yeah it's it's yeah the literal definition of here we are. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's funny. I have a feeling that my sister would love this record just because it sounds like kind of the stuff I remember her listening to. This <laughs> yeah, is funny. Whole, the
1: band jokes yeah. about that too, where they're like, "I wonder how many, you know, guy face to face fans it like." Admit, oh, admitted that they liked this record because like their girlfriend at the time liked it, but they secretly yeah. hated yeah. it, but they wanted to get with the girl, So they're like, eh, hey, actually they do like yeah. that record. Yeah, because
3: yep, right? yeah, yeah, my sister graduated with high school in ninety five, so that was probably right when their big yeah, you know, their big record came out. Yeah, so I'm sure maybe she knows this. I don't know. I didn't you should have brought her on as a guest. Yeah. Like, did you <laughs> say little... something?
1: Is she a Buffy no. fan punches. because one of their songs is in Buffy? Uh
3: I don't so know i i'll have to yeah yeah her bands were like uh dave matthew's band and uh delight that was another one
1: she hates 80s music too doesn't (laughs) know if those would cross but maybe
2: who knows (laughs) we're gonna move on and and and, you know uh we got a couple songs to go through here and that is one of my criticisms of this i feel this is perhaps two songs too long um but that's just me Uh, but we're gonna move on to heart of hearts But I, I I just can't do this. <laughs> Dude, how, how come? Let's,
1: let's uh, first
3: of all, because we've heard first, this song for of, the fifth time. No, <laughs> I'm
2: sorry. No, I, I will to, say I will say that it, it feels like it's. I, I didn't check because I when I was I was listening to this a lot at work, so I wasn't running around checking the key of the songs. But it does feel like it's in the exact same key as the last song. The vocal melodies all sound the same throughout the entire yes. song. And it, it's like, it seems like the same line verse to chorus. And I'm just like, this is one, honestly, like a minute in, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to skip to the next song. Interesting. But I didn't. I I plugged through it. I don't know why, that just on this song, the brick wall was hit. I, I I liked the way this album opened, but something on this song, we hit a brick wall.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of where I was uh, opening up the the record with that. He just sits in that range, and he just doesn't want to venture outside of it, or maybe he can't. I mean, who 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 knows? Everyone's born with a different set of vocal cords and uh, range, and you can only really so much. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like I I can't sing really high at all. I'm not gonna uh, you know put on any demonstrations anytime soon more than i have to <laughs> well, um, please do i think i already yeah. have this so that's all you need to hear uh, but anyway you know, like like i don't know that i'm as um like repulsed by it i think by track five i'm just coming to accept it like i'm in that stage of it that that's just that this is what this is um and there's also this is this, this i'm gonna point this out uh, later in the record too but on a different line um but the way he says indifference there's just something about this genre and maybe the songs that they cover and they just get used to it that I just hear a British accent creeping in. Like, like I just kind of uh, hear it artists. rounding out just a little bit. I could see it. And it, it, it just, it just, um, like, I, I don't know what it is about these bands I'll point it out later and I'll actually play an example. Um, but it just, there's something about it just like stands out to me and I don't know if it stands out to anybody else, but, uh, I kind of like when it happens because it kind of reminds you that you're there. Like the more they're punk, the more I like it because the more I take it out of the, um, you know, like this, like where Chris mentioned that it just kind of feel like it sits in a weird place. Like, um, you know, I, kind of like that. So, um, just a weird comment that I'll bring up again as well.
1: No, I don't think that's weird at all actually. And, and knowing the band and their, you know, what they were influenced by. I mean, Trevor the singer was a huge The Smiths fan, Morrissey fan, huge The Cure fan, huge psychedelic furs, Talk Talk. I mean, he was a huge like late 80s kind of British synthwave indie band and I feel like they pulled a lot of those influences in this but gave it that kind of pop Punk, I guess if you want to call it, or punk muscle with heavier production and kind of explored that side of their past a little bit more on this record. And sure, I mean, there are a couple songs in the beginning of this record. I don't know if I would say all of them, but I could see where things... I mean, the production, I think, and the ringing strings have a lot to do with sort of the similar sound on it. I mean, personally, my favorite parts of the song, I love, again, I'll mention it so much, but I just love... Scott's bass playing on this cuz it's not typical, you know, just playing a root note. It's like he's playing lead bass like on this whole song doing different things and it's somehow it's almost like the guitars are simple and stringy and he's doing a lot of the heavy lifting on the bass and it just flows so well. I love the kind of layered vocals in that part that you mentioned and the high harmonies here and there and yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's no we we talk about how much we love like you know great singers like Getty Lee or James, or you know, freaking Jim Gillette from Nitro. Like, yeah, Trevor does not have that range, but I think what he does have, it's he's got a super strong, powerful voice, and even live, he's just he's no for no perfect. So okay. Yeah, fair. <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, Here we go. We got. A yeah, it's a
0: hard thing to criticize somebody because if they can, if they're on pitch and and they're you know have a, a good timbre to their voice, it's hard to just you know beat somebody up for the range because it's something that is really so you know you you'd be naturally gifted on. So hmm. um, you know it, it's 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 hard for me to criticize him for it, but it just kind of gets orally tiring. Sure. Hmm. I yeah. think
2: in this song for me, it's the fact that the vocal melodies follow the same contour the entire song and Mm -hmm. it's like it's it's not the just the range it's the shape of the line Mm. if you're thinking about a mountain it's like it's starting high going low going back up but you know it's kind of repetitive for you
3: yes yeah
2: yeah fair enough enough.
1: yeah
3: all right yeah well i guess we can move
2: on (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna move on to prodigal
0: Song that really um i think i i think i'll do it you know i'll give it a stocks on the rise
2: oh okay
0: um kevin stocks on the rise because it, it, it's one of those songs that i just you know kind of is zoned out by this point like you know i'm kind of just you know as chris mentioned I've, I've gotten tired but then this is the kind of thing that you know like that that very almost rush like breakdown um, i like
3: yeah, how that clip starts off. I actually, that's kind of a neat. And that's why. That's why I wish they would do would have done more of that. But I know that probably would have totally alienated their fan base. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> okay. I, I
0: kind of pictured almost like R thirty era. Just rush, like watching that live yeah. and kind of like that, you know, extended breakdown. I mean, there's like a, 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 a an extra beat in one of those measures that gets you break it down, I guess, as a 5-4. Um, yeah. You know, it's got some uh, interesting chord choices, um, you know, the way it's structured. And, you know, I, I like it. It's one of those things that's, that stood out to me, and, and I had to listen to it again. Um, which was a nice, uh, you know, touch after five, after kind of being exhausted uh, through the first or, you know, I don't know, exhausted, but indifferent after the first five songs of kind of hearing very similar sounds, like throwing something in there musically, um, or at least I guess arrangement wise, um, you know, being interesting. Um, Is in terms of how you arrange a song structure, I really like that.
2: Hmm. You know what, I'm going to echo those sentiments exactly, especially after the last song, like, you know, the first three, four songs, I was like, okay, you know, you know i can see where this is going and then we got to heart of hearts i'm like uh nope. i'm starting to lose it a little <laughs> bit and then we got to this song and it sucked me back in yeah it was I'm a good like, save. oh yeah i'm like yes this is what i've been looking for this is perfect there's so much going on here there's that breakdown i love that reverse uh section right into the chorus you have that little mini breakdown then it goes into that kind of reverse section and then right into the chorus and then you get that breakdown again uh, the bass fills going on. The verses are spectacular. I really like what's going on there, and the way the chorus fills up with the guitars. Here's like where the open string comes into its own. Here's where the, the like the chorus is. It's soaring in a way to me. Like yeah, he did. He can't do like go too far with his range, but that's okay because the gu- guitars just fill up the space. So yes. Big stocks on the rise for me. Uh, I'll give it another one.
1: I, I appreciate you guys. Kevin,
2: saying, stocks <laughs> on the rise.
1: And, and obviously, any positive thing you guys say about this record is going to be great for me. But if not, I totally. <laughs> be get it better at night. <laughs> I totally. It's totally fine. Like I appreciate getting outsiders' takes on this and see what works for you and what doesn't. This is hands down my favorite song on the album. I, I think it's. Incredible! I've done like, you know, little covers of it in my basement and stuff like that. Just doing all, cause I know all the different parts. I know what the bass is doing. I know what the lead guitars are doing. So I love kind of orchestrating it and doing my own little version of it. Like acoustically, I think it's, it's really fun, but yeah, the verses I think are great. A lot of the bass playing is really cool. There's parts where Scott's doing like little chord arrangements, not just kind of single note stuff. Um, During the chorus, He's doing sort of a walk-down bass with pedal tones that really kind of follow the the rhythm guitar chord changes, which are really cool. And I'm glad you played that reverse part, because I've always liked that, too. I don't know what kind of production there's reverse echo or what. but And then the breakdown part, where it kind of just fades out. And again, Scott doing a, like a huge slide-up on that octave at the very end, and there's a little bit of a different kind of turnaround change with that timing there was like i don't know i just i've always loved that part and the guitar is kind of doing their own thing where the bass sits back a little bit at that part
3: yeah i guess i'll have to throw in uh, again objectively this really isn't in my again isn't in my wheelhouse but i guess i will have to give it a little bit of a stocks on the rise yeah based on Mark and Kevin's uh, cuz again it's
4: Kevin stocks on the it, rise It is
3: kind of funny where even if you don't like a song you find yourself bobbing to the chorus or some of the verses and I did if you've noticed I was kind of like yeah it's like you don't even notice you're doing it is moving <laughs> again so Exactly yeah. you're just <laughs> kind of like a stick. Yeah again uh, they're moving around just, again Right it's <laughs> yeah, it's just the Remember Van Vol- Halen
0: one and all of our air drumming
3: Yeah got <laughs> But yeah, but it's just those vocals, especially in the chorus, are so 90s, and that's what I think kind of turns me off with a lot of these, where there is a lot of interesting guitar playing and melodies, but again, it just gets into that stylistic kind of yeah, melodic approach with the singing and the, yeah. that I just? I don't know. I just.
1: I can't wait to hear what songs Chris likes on this album. I'm oh, very can, excited. Gotta,
0: they're, yeah, they're the, they're the ones I actually wrote down stuff. Yeah. Chris, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. As you're probably the biggest Rush fan here, um, yeah. and we're all Rush fans, so that's yeah. probably saying something. Yeah. Um. Did you pick up on the Rush?
3: Well, yeah, mm-hmm. I did with that, especially at the beginning of that clip, where you've got that very shimmery. Which again, okay, this is a moment where I like the shimmer. Yeah, where mm-hmm. it's like that. It's that weird. Yeah, what chord is that? Yeah, I don't know. Uh. I know you. Yeah, uh, I think uh, it's more I'm... like
0: just just the way it's 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 voiced.
3: Oh, okay, yeah. and... kind of like in Far Cry, it's got that kind of like that weird kind of open. I don't know what. Yeah, like you guys are more vers- well versed in music theory, but uh, yeah. Again, like that that's the one kind of frustrating thing with this album. There are moments where I'm like, man, that's really. But again, they're not that bad. They were. This is something they were taking a chance <laughs> mm-hmm, with, yeah. even even kind of uh, sprinkling this stuff into their music and uh again because i i'm not a uh, pop punk or just the kind of 90s alternative guy i would have liked to have seen them even they go even farther than this and maybe just uh and again i'll delve into it more when we get to those couple of songs that i actually went yeah like okay there we go (laughs) okay we're Right in the, the bottom of the second half. Okay, things are starting to fire up.
0: <laughs>
3: mm,
2: the inverse can, of
0: a Metallica record.
2: <laughs> right. I can yeah. only imagine the uh, heavy. the heads that would explode had they made an album full of prodigals. But um, yeah, who knows? Uh, we're gonna move on to nearly impossible. Is it a ballad?
0: ever heard a song maybe it's been a while um that has leaned so heavily into that minor fourth chord um and I should I should do these shows at my piano and really demonstrate it. just that that 50 sounding like think sleepwalk um just that mm-hmm. you know just of the era like this is my that thing you do the wonders like song number 4 here um <laughs> like it like it, 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 if 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 uh, uh um oh is it um what was it uh know it all Everyone hates a know-it-all. If, that, if that's the mm-hmm. A side, then this is the B side to that uh, that second single. Um, and I, I like it. I mean, it kind of gives me um, Tesla's a lot to lose vibes, mm. uh, especially with that solo. Mm. Um, or solo in quotes, because this is 1999, um, or it's just kind of more octave-y, uh, you know, just kind of just like riding up the threadboard on the lower strings, um, which that uh, was a lot to lose, which is a 1994 song. So who knows uh, where these bands' influences uh, came <laughs> from. But, um, you know, that's a, a you know, that, that's, that's kind of what, uh, you know, triggers my uh, re- recollection of that song there. I think that's, uh, it's, it's cool. I don't know if I want to, I feel like this is a long song. It's stretch. Is this the longest one on the album? It's a longer one. Yeah, this is stretching. I know we just came from seven minute metal odyssey. just banging, <laughs> bashing your brain in. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know, four, five minutes and 20 seconds is a, a bit of a, um, a stretch, I think, for a, a band of, of this uh, style. Right. Um
3: yeah, this is where this I don't know why I thought of this, but it kind of reminded me as far as like Hootie and the Blowfish with heavier guitar. Uh, I don't know, just uh yeah, the vocal style kind of reminded me of that. Again, it's just of that era everybody was copying that kind of kind of and uh and I don't, in the mouth. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't know what it is, but the uh, the vocal delivery on the chorus just I don't know, it just didn't again, as far as Chris's uh, aud- audible uh kind of inadequacies yeah i don't know it just didn't hit hit it right yeah it's nearly impossible highly improbable i don't know i just it, it just sounds kind of just, just too goofy for me and it kind of yeah and it yeah. just yeah and it yeah i don't know it just kind of the, the momentum was kind of hit a little bit uh but again it's just yeah another kind of 90s sounding rock ballady yeah yeah with a 90s vocal study again that's probably my other big problem is that 90s yeah, kind of. I know we're at the oh, end. Of, we're still technically in the '90s, but it's like not '99. Like it's '94, '95, and they haven't evolved to make it, to kind of make it their own. Yeah,
0: it feels like the kind of song that every single band was trying to write. At
3: this oh, right. Time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I didn't want to <laughs> say it, but
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say two quick things on this one. One, the pre-chorus, uh, where it goes up there a little bit. Reminds me of Toe the Line by GTR, if you, if you listen right before the final chorus of Toe the Line. Um, <clears throat> the difference in GTR is that, I forget the the singer's name, Max Bacon, I think, who's <coughs> got a large range, keeps going up higher and higher. Uh, that that doesn't happen here. Uh-huh. Um, however, I will give uh, Trevor the singer the balls to pull off this chorus. Uh, I know, you, Chris, you're not a fan. I'm not going to say whether I'm a fan or not, but when they strip back the instrumentation, um, if he doesn't hit that note, impossible and improbable, dead on, it's going to sound like the worst thing in the world. (laughs) and (laughs) i mean i can just hear nearly impossible you can hear that and like i can if you heard that somebody covering it at a live show or something you think about some bad cover band and you're like oh oh." Oh, (laughs) drunken
0: karaoke
2: right you could just hear it but no I'll, I'll assume that he hits it live you know you know you, you you have to be like recording this in the studio and be like yeah hey, you're gonna pull this off live and you're like <laughs> yeah sure. so you know alex i know you've seen the song live so i'll assume that they did it so you know mm-hmm. props to them for doing that
1: mm-hmm. yeah I mean, this is a longer song, I'll give you that. Uh, that's another reason why I picked this one, is at least we're, we're getting a little bit more into the three-minute, four-minute territory, and I know coming out of later-era Metallica, where we're getting, like, every song is seven, eight minutes, it's like, you know, it's a, it's a longer album. Track, listing-wise, 13 songs, but at least some of the songs are a little shorter, so I thought it'll be interesting to hear these guys' thoughts on this. And hearing Mark's take on the guitar... Because, again, I picked something totally different where we're coming out of a Van Halen discography and we're coming out of a Metallica discography. You got Eddie Van Halen and you got Kirk Hammett. Okay, two of the greatest guitarists ever. I mean, arguably, Eddie is. I don't know how you guys feel about Kirk, but way more speed, way more technicality in here there's none of that. I mean, there's a lot more interesting playing, like different chordal I, arrangements I my, and fingering. There's not, it's not fast shredding. There is a guitar no, it, solo it's, in this. Where's it's my more Weedle? Octave. There's no <laughs> was wheel. A
0: Weedle over <laughs> it, a Nearly Impossible.
1: Yeah. And, it, and in me, and just in my opinion, just the way the chord shapes are, it's not all like total pentatonic here. There's. Can you nah, give us an
0: example?
1: I don't know. Just that solo you so. were playing. I mean, there's other songs later on. But Amy's doing more active stuff and kind of like open string arpeggiating stuff where one chord will fade into the other one and the notes just perfectly fall in time and synchronization with it. I don't know. It's just it's less mindless shredding and just more creative, right. careful well, yeah, that's, playing, in my opinion. Yeah,
3: that's what this era was, though. I mean, especially at this point, I mean, this is not uh, mm-hmm. the era of the guitar solo. I mean, at this point, the guitar solos are what, almost nine years dead? Uh, yeah, until you start cutting kind of back into you know, more metalcore and other, you know, where you kind of get this hybrid of, yeah. Sure, yeah,
1: and I guess uh, I'm, I'm wondering, like, if you guys can find, an app- and either way, I mean, if you like it or not, but I know you guys are guitar players and more kind of fans of shredders and technical players so that's why i was interested to get your takes on like this is going to be different for these guys you know this is going to be different Uh, playing and i'm like uh, i wonder what what they're going to say about it
3: it. right i like a good balance i mean i'm not totally in like the progressive shredder kind of vague or tony McAlpine territory i mean i Mm -hmm. uh, i mean i'd like a good kind of song solo every once in a while i mean that's what that's what made nirvana and pearl jam such a breath of fresh air because they brought kind of like context Kind of like what David Gilmore did in Pink Floyd. It's not about it's kind of what it's not uh what you say, it's how you say it. Yeah, and that's definitely what this era was about. It was writing stuff that gets kind of stuck in your head. And unfortunately here you don't get as much of that like a lot of those other bands as far as that was another problem I had with this record. There aren't a lot of hooks anywhere. I mean there's a lot of great hmm. instrumentation, but there's not that's that was that, that was a problem I had with, especially with the first half of the record. And in my opinion, this is I mean, if I have to I mean, the majority of the songs that if you want to if I want to call that I like them, were definitely kind of in the bottom half. Uh, but in the top half, I was waiting for something that would like to kind of hook me into the song and it didn't really come. It was like that typical kind of pop punk or just punk in punk in general, kind of just chordal kind of yeah, with the tempo and the singing. And it, you're just kind of going, you just kind of jump right into the song and it just kind of goes, plugs along. But there's not like that initial thing that kind of catches you. But again, <laughs> maybe for somebody like you who lives, who loves this music, maybe that maybe you, you it, maybe it does hit you like that uh but for here here i it didn't i need something i need a riff or something that kind of grabs me sure or yeah. even a melo- or even a melodic line yeah something that kind of like guess uh, just, just yeah, throw out your line and like oh there it is and then i didn't get that that's why i haven't had a lot to say about the first like kind of several songs on here because there just wasn't anything that kind of because again you want that like life flying to the song that kind of gets you and then it kind of feeds into your brain hmm. and i didn't yeah there's not a lot and maybe that's just the way that this music is kind of formulated. Not that it's bad, objectively bad. I mean, yeah, maybe that's just the that's kind of the punk ethos, too. It's just kind of going up there and just kind of being in a way. Yes Uh, but but, no. Because
0: I was going to comment that, um, you know, and to this album's um discredit i would say that yeah. they could have spent more i'm starting to notice that more and more that you mentioned it chris that yeah. there's a, a significant lack because the pop punk genre is not lacking in my opinion in hooks i mean if you just think of yeah maybe of the right song, i mean if you if you think about like what's my age again i mean like can you i can hear that song playing in my head like everything yeah, maybe about that true. song is a hook you know like it's just um and, and which know, is interesting is,
1: because that song came out the same year as this album yeah. did Mm-hmm.
0: And, yeah. and then it does, it does feel lacking here that well the voicings are somewhat interesting i mean we're not talking about like you know al di miola or pat metheny here like that's it's right. <laughs> i'm just in i'm the,
3: just talking about again just a few notes yeah just to kind of it doesn't need to be overly but yeah, i guess mark I guess you're right there are a few you're even long view by green day which you have know, that baseline it just gets mm-hmm. man you i mean who who doesn't know that I mean, mm-hmm. that's just a, uh, pro, one of the brilliant kind of bass moments in rock music. And that's essentially po- kind of po- po- pop punk, I mean. Absolutely. Uh, but here it just feels like, uh, I guess maybe I can kind of withdraw a little bit. Uh, it just feels like there is nothing here that kind of pulls you in. It's just like, okay, hey, here's a song, here's a song, okay, here's the... But there's nothing that really, yeah, kind of grabs you and... uh and that—that that was probably my biggest, or when I first started listening to the record, that was the one thing that kind of, because I was trying to find something I'm like, okay, okay, these guys are competent musicians. There's uh, like, but it just feels like they're just kind of jamming. Sure. Yeah. yeah, and and as I'm looking
0: at this here, is Kevin's telling us silently to speed up and get on with it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I'm looking at the credits here, and that uh, uh, the Trevor and Scott were both producers, uh, in addition to a producer engineer and mixer. Yep. Um, perhaps somebody who is a dedicated producer would have um, required more hooks. You know, just in the in the yeah. in the song gathering process, like guys, you need some songs. You know, like you need some hooks. Um, you know, this album did chart I see, so like it's not like it you know, we're uh you know, totally missing something that is there. I don't know. We'll see.
2: Sure. All that's right. fair. Well let's move on to I Know What You Are on the back half of
0: the album. their first three albums. I think it was before yep, this. Sure. Um, you know, definitely it, it doesn't have, still doesn't have anywhere near the energy. Um, uh, it, it, but you know, it, it's there. I just think it's, it's, you know, there's some cool drum fills in here. I think Chris, you'll probably be, you know, this might be one of those moments for you, um, that you were going to mention. And, um, unfortunately there's might be too much repetition hmm not sure if kevin yeah i knew somebody else was there huh? that too i, I will i, know I what will, you guys I will say. say this
3: is the beginning where the my interest meter kind of goes up a little bit uh, you were kind of right mark i mean this is where it starts it's not as much as kind of some of the other songs that follow but this is kind of where the record gets interesting for me uh again this is probably the most punk rock song so far that we've heard i mean this is uh again just driving maybe that's the repetition it's kind of just yeah it's yeah it's very simple very the drums just hit hard the guitars. Again, not being much of a punk rock guy, but I appreciate it here that they're kind of going back to the. Okay, it's not it's not overly kind of yeah '90s alternative kind of bright uh punk pop or whatever you want to yeah here it they embraced a little bit even or even earlier even '80s I guess you could say where it's just I can imagine mm-hmm. hearing this in a club I'm, which I'm sure Alex you've probably heard this many. Uh, well, I'm not sure how many... did. Was this uh, something they included in their set list at all? Uh, yeah,
1: so they would have played this one acoustic, yeah. which was interesting. That's so what, like I said, yeah, I, is. Mean, <laughs> th- I mean, yeah. they very loosely on special occasion, like if they can get the the drummer Pete, you know, if he's in town, they'll get him on the, on the skins and they'll maybe play yeah. a song from this album, but usually they never play this stuff because it really diversified the fan base at first. There were some people who absolutely loved it and thought they were geniuses for taking a chance and doing this. And some people were like, no, we want the fast skate punk, three, three chord, power chord Ramonesy stuff. What, what's all the sad, sappy shit, you know? Even to this day? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people have come come around, but even to this day, I mean, this was a hard album for them and a hard tour and it's I, I don't know if i would say it had such a resurgence like you know you look at weezer or like a pinkerton where everybody hated it when it first came out but now and it, it's considered like it, this
3: legendary it's record. This legendary
1: now. Yeah. record now it's kind of like that like this is that album for that discography so yeah I, I will agree there's definitely some repetitiveness um not one of my favorite songs on the album actually even though it is the most punk rock song and i feel like they had to kind of throw this one on there because, like, if they're doing every song like Nearly Impossible, that's, like, suicide. (laughs) Like, we can't do a full album of that, so we need a little bit of punk. And it's interesting, Mark, you said you listened to the album that came after this, and the album's called Reactionary, and that's not just a clever name. It was in reaction to the response they got in this record, and they went back to a punk song. So I appreciate them kind of throwing that in here, and there's some cool Mm -hmm. drums and cool harmonic movements going on this with stuff, so... Yeah, it's interesting that Chris likes this song. that That's what I mean. I'm like, yeah. interesting I, 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 like to see like what said, you I'll, guys I'll, like I'll, and what you don't. Yeah, I'll wait till we get to the love
3: it or flush it, but I, sure. I appreciate that they started going back <laughs> back in a more kind of like, okay, this is kind of, this has some guts to it. So cool. yeah,
2: Cool. Okay. Alright, we're going to move on to The Devil You Know, God is a Man.
3: God is a man. God is a man. Yeah, the moment we've all been waiting for yeah, what f- is
0: this song doing in the nine spot
3: i don't know but it's pretty it's pretty terrific
0: though i don't know
1: if alex <laughs> thinks yeah did you say ho- horrific or terrific no terrific, said yeah, terrific. This is, no that's what i said yeah the this moment we've is... all been waiting
3: for my, my my one like where i legitimately like this yeah this is you... the one mo- mo- uh, song on here that doesn't sound like anything else on the record it sounds like them trying to be somebody different. I mean, yeah, just, yeah, I love that chorus. That was probably, that was the one thing I had marked on here, the pre-chorus going into the chorus. And just the way that he sings that, God, is, I don't know, I just, yeah. He digs It in. gets, it's, he, he gets digs stuck into it. in my and head. And I, 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 yeah. I love that. I just, I love that. I love that. Yeah, just that yeah, topic or just that statement or whatever. I don't know. It just has a, hmm. yeah, yeah, it's very different. It's got, it's something that's, maybe that's why I like it, because it's, it's outside of that normal, of that genre. Yeah, it's uh cool. and the guitar playing in that kind of that like I don't know if I can't tell if it's just the higher guitar behind like the main rhythm guitar. The dun dun do I just Yeah. Yeah, very good. I don't know. That's again where my yeah, my audible sensor is just kind of went, Yeah. Right, there we go. That's what I've been waiting for. After, <laughs> after 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 eight other songs, yeah, that I just couldn't I I couldn't distinguish between and now it's like, Okay, here we go. Here's a here's a unique kind of rock song on a yeah, on an otherwise kind of underwhelming record for me. And yeah. It's too bad it's it, in the nine spot, but yeah, is it, is it, I, but I, I was happy when I found it, though.
0: The strangest <laughs> placement for, I mean, the 90s yeah. were all about putting a song like this up top and then yeah. everything else after have that is just pure filler, like like 11 tracks of filler. Like, and, and I'm not saying that this record is like that, but I mean, it's just so strange for the time to come up with something that's this hooky and then to bury it like like what yeah. were they thinking like i I, I it maybe is weird because yeah care, this one just but... and i
3: could still i was humming this even at, at work and which is a good thing okay especially in a record that i wasn't crazy about It's so, like, okay i mm-hmm. found i found something i'm gonna yeah. hold on to it
0: <laughs> also uh this is my second time i'm gonna point out a uh a choral uh vocalization the way he says idea and there's the way that punk bands in general voice that word. I don't know. It's something weird that I get hung up on. I'll play an example where it just sounds so British to me. I mean, just the way that... You know, it, it, it's just that that word. I don't know what it is. I, like it's, just, it's like a weird thing for me. I don't know. That just the way that idea like just It just I don't, it just sounds so British. I
3: don't know. It's it, I don't know here. It sounds very kind of working class. It, ha- it has some muscle to it. And that's why like it's the one time where his vocals really kind of resonated with me. Uh, and like you like you said, it was kind of disappointing. The song it kind of gets lost amongst all the other because uh, I think it's a it's the yeah, like the standout track for me.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I threw my, threw my lot in here before I knew everybody was going to go wild on the song. I can just say that I agree, and that's pretty much it. It's okay. like, this is one I was I was singing around, and uh, I replayed this one and uh, listening to the album.
1: That's interesting. That's there's a, I, 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 yeah, there's maybe a I hook should, right there. Maybe I yeah. shouldn't say it's interesting. Um, because this is the lead single on the album oh was it oh, yeah. okay so I, I i don't know if you guys really are new. i I, 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 don't, do I, don't I don't know if you guys are just picking it because it's the single or you actually no, I, do think it's the I best no i i had no idea i genuinely yeah. liked it i didn't
3: know that i mean it oh, okay. cuz i was looking on i uh, apple music it was it was one of like the starred songs on there Yeah. Um, yeah. and yeah. i but yeah, yeah it's got the hook you, you, you with all the times uh, yeah that i've been complaining about hooks on here that vocal uh, the chorus is the hook for me sure. yeah really i don't know what it's it is it's almost that arena delivery. level it is yeah, yeah. like i could i could see i could see own. yeah i could see people yeah just uh yeah just mm-hmm. raising their fist up yeah then that's, uh, not, sure. yeah, then, that's uh, not quite sure.
0: creeping death but i mean God. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. sure
1: well and it's a little shorter too clocking in at 339 yeah. Yeah. um yeah i mean i love the i love how kind of heavy the guitars can be during the chorus and sort of the opening for it but then it totally pulls back and it's such a bass heavy verse that's moving and there's little kind of bendy arpeggio stuff kind of going on during the verses obviously I love you know, Trevor's melody. There's there's parts on here and, and maybe I'm crazy to think this. Maybe I'm thinking more of uh, Trevor's hairdo around this time where he was rocking the pompadour. Uh, <laughs> but I for some reason I feel like I hear and you guys kind of maybe touched on it with the wonders and the bit of the doo-wop-y fifties, but I heard it a lot in Nearly Impossible. I'm hearing some like Elvisy stuff in here and maybe it's the lower vocal range that he has I'll have to um, pay attention more but I, I, it. I, it's funny that you guys mentioned that but if you could queue up, this will be my first queue up because uh, this is one of my warm blanket, my many warm blankets on the record but this is a big one for me, if you could actually just play from three minutes to the end of the song and really pay attention to the bass in conjunction with the vocal harmonies and the guitar choices I feel like it's, everybody's doing something totally different but somehow it works in the final note, how it all comes right back together for the final note, just gives me chills. It, in my opinion, when I first heard that, and I don't know if I'm inexperienced or what, but when I heard what was going on there, I'm like, who the hell would come up with that bass line? Like, in my opinion, like, I don't get how we thought to do that because I've learned how to play that and I've played it out with those chords, and it just it seems like it wouldn't work to me, but somehow it does, and it just wraps up so nicely on that F chord at the very end there. Mm hmm and but i, I, I think it's so dissonance beautiful there's this and that's what i love i just i think it's so intelligent in my opinion from a band that was probably pigeonholed for just being a typical ramonesy three chord power chord band and they yeah. pull this out and i'm like this band had this ta- like talent all buried know, yeah. for years and they come out of the gate and do an album like this with all this orchestration and It's like who the hell are these guys in my opinion i know
0: yeah that's
3: well, why it was so high. impressive
1: to me that's about, yeah, yeah i mean alex you brought that point i was going to
0: ask kevin to play the uh last uh, the outro of this song because i love how it's just such a radio friendly uh it was written to be so radio friendly and then they include that as an outro like, I, I, very, like fi- very I really filling. appreciate that and very cool.
3: filling sure
2: all right we're gonna go on to a pathetic
3: interesting kind of where it's got like a Weedle slash kind of normal riffing kind of guitar I don't know what you call it there it was kind of very 90s very kind of almost pumpkin esque yeah where it's kind of it's got a very cinematic feel to it Uh, but there's one part I gotta point out on here that this is again my second kind of favorite moment on here where I I really blew me away at uh, the there's a drum part here with the vocals that just rips Uh, 108 Yeah, Kev can you cue that up Yeah, I and then heard it that and I'm like, where? Back into that oh, I know. Yeah, that's like, that's, yeah, there's some progginess. And that's what you said, uh, Alex, yeah, uh, that uh, the drummer, yeah, I mean, he's a metal guy. And mm-hmm. there it is. It almost has like a weird kind of tool vibe. And that's what I liked. I'm like, in a very uneven record for me. I loved it when they, I guess, when they weren't being punk. Or <laughs> it's like, you yeah, where they're, yeah, where it's like, it's those kind of not, what they weren't known for. Yeah, those, those are the moments that really stood out. But I love that. I mean, I don't know how even being a punk rock guy, I don't know how you can love that. But, yeah but it just yeah that just hits it's filling and even with the vocals where he's almost yelling it's like that hardcore kind of screaming there it's like okay that's what we want okay there's that muscle and that kind of done in the dirt
0: yeah, hmm, it's a I've great been, example too of yeah. the 90s trope of the palm muted guitar like chick, 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 you know yeah it, it is it just yeah lines up right but the with
3: drums the, are though drums, yeah just that yeah. drums beat are just oh man cool if you want
2: to all right well, well cap, we're, we're,
1: did, cap did you not have anything yeah.
2: Personally, no. I was going to leave this one for uh, the uh, try.
1: Fair enough.
2: Okay. uh, Love it or flush it, I should say. Cool. We can move on. Sounds
1: like the
0: ump wants to go home. (laughs) Not necessarily. (laughs) He's got to get up early.
2: (laughs) Strike! 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 All right, no. Uh, We're going to move on to walks.
0: Where I've had enough. <laughs> I, I don't know, this is a song. Yeah. I just fall asleep to this song. I don't know. It's I was, like every trick uh, in the book, kind of just that 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 it's that walk down line, that those guitar fills that are just like so like we talked about stock Kirk solos. This is like stock semi sonic 90s, yeah. just put together a, a song because we need 15 songs on our album because for some reason 11 won't, won't do.
2: Hmm. I got to listen I, to more I, semi-sonic. <laughs> 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 I hate, like, the reason I didn't say anything on the last track is everybody seemed to like it. I'm like, okay, I'll chime in on the next track. Mark stole my thunder because I, all I wrote down for this track was it sounds like it's been done on this album already. So why include it? Like. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah, yeah. This
3: is. It was funny when this. W- yeah, when that part kind of fired up because I'm glad you played that part because it, it's. It sounds like Third Eye Blind. It, 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 yeah, it, would you guys agree? Yeah. yeah that, sure. That, I was like, I, I, I don't. I can't remember who the lead singer for Third Eye Blind, but I was waiting for him to all of a sudden jump in. Even, but you could say even the vocal delivery on here is very much like that. Yeah, it's got that. Yeah, uh, it can't be understood. Yeah, it's got. Yeah, I think I know. Mark was kind of as far as that. It uh, yeah, just that. That songwriting, whatever you want to call that. Yeah, where it's just of that. Everybody was, yeah, semi-sonic. Everybody's following that, kind of very happy. I'm trying kinda, to get
0: yeah. a hit on Kiss 92.7. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 92. What? <laughs> Old FM radio. Yeah, right, early hours, guys. Just... But I do remember yeah, listening but... to uh, the top 40 on the FM dial.
2: Save this song for us, Alex.
1: Well, I, I mean,. Uh, a beautiful song in my opinion I I love I I think (laughs) it is I I think it's a a beautiful love song that he wrote I, I mean it's a strong one for me I like how simple it is it's only three chords and I really like the use of space on this song I like a lot of the riffs um that kind of especially at the down no 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 and then that the, actually that that's I a love that part for me. Yeah. Is that, it? That and and, and so then slowly there's the arpeggiated that. part that comes in at the end. I mean, I don't know, I I, I th- think it's strong and i like the guitar solo actually it's simple this is where they're actually doing some pentatonic on the five and seven here but for some reason it's short and it's sweet and it kind of if anything it, it, echoes the the vocal melody there and i think it just sits perfect it's a nice break and you know it works for you me know what's,
3: you know it's you know it's fine i gotta i gotta chime in quick uh yeah that little guitar part that uh you were trying to uh recreate Alex you almost made me think of the end of uh, Black Old Sun by Soundgarden and then yeah yeah. which I don't know if that's where they got but I don't know that that maybe just the way that you say it kind of made me who knows maybe that was I'm sure they were probably listening to
0: Soundgarden maybe yeah like every everyone was yeah Yeah.
2: well we're going to continue on a run in circles say i kind of like that eerie ending there hmm. but this is uh part two of songs i feel were already done on this album especially with that vocal melody did <laughs> it's that same when i was talking about the peaks and the valleys it just feels <laughs> it just feels like it it reminds me of heart of hearts kind of part two
0: hmm.
2: and yeah i, I don't know
0: I'll throw in that. I like that seven four part or that four, four, three, four breakdown. Pretty cool. I it think. is weird. Yeah.
3: It's almost, it's a very odd time signature. I know I was going to, yeah. I didn't know if any of, I'm sure, I'm sure you guys would have noticed it, but yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah.
0: I, 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 I do like the, um, you know, the, the inclusion of it on the back half of the album here, just kind of like the willing to explore, I suppose. Uh, but this is another song for me that not just 10% faster, like, 50 percent faster i think it would have been really killer i mean to have something like that they didn't have to stray completely away from what, what made them who they were they could have brought in more of the the nearly impossibles or the the in harm's way and then just kind of just kept it raging too like i think that would have made for a much more dynamic and interesting album
1: hmm. okay am i up next here or is chris up
3: uh, yeah, I I was just, just going to comment on that part that Kevin played. I, uh, yeah, I just love how the guitar drives there. Uh, mm-hmm. And even that weird little kind of soloing he's doing in there has kind of, I think pretty much Kurt Cobain kind of brought that in as far as the simple kind of memorable, like little guitar solo, if you want to call it. You could even call it a solo riff. Uh, and yeah, I, I like how they did that there with, within that driving kind of yeah rhythm section.
0: This song should have been played as fast as they could have. Hmm. It's one yeah. of those songs that just like uh, that's played as fast as it will hold it together and right up to that point. Do
1: you think and it would have, especially with that song,
0: do you think like it would have run in
1: circles? Do you think that would have worked in context with the rest of the album? Like everything else is a little bit more slow and atmospheric and you get this one like super fast song out of it. I'm just curious. You think that would have worked or just been like, what the hell is this doing here if it was too no, fast?
0: I mean, well, they they could have sped up. What was the one they could have sped up? In Harm's Way. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know what you are, you know, had a little sure. bit of the. Sure. that feeling. So like just bringing up the, turning up the punk dial a little bit more uh, might've helped and turning down the, or at least, you know, I, I feel like this, where this album repeats over and over, it's where Chris has said it so many times is that that middling, atmospheric middle range, you know, mountain, you know, shape to the lyrics. I think we've repeat, repeated it several times and that's for mm-hmm. good reason.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Sure. Yeah. The, this song, it was always interesting to me and maybe I'll touch into my track by track here, but if anything this was one song that I feel like never fully struck me like th- I found something great in every song but this one was always the one where it's like if I had and I'll give it away but if I had to skip anything it maybe be if I had, be, something. If <laughs> I had to, yeah if I had to skip something on, <laughs> this, on this album so in my opinion that I like so much it might be this one and I think it's cool that, what what are they coming out of? They're coming out of of Lost, which it's a slower, more beautiful kind of ballady song. Then you punk it up a little bit with Run in Circles, and then we'll get into maybe next time. Next, but I know there's some cool guitar stuff going on that, that kind of, like you said, kind of Kurt Cobain kind of, bendy dissonant weird thing that at at the end there where it's maybe not the most pleasing thing on the ear, but somehow it works yeah so yeah i'd be interested to know like really what their influence i mean i personally know just through you know the covers album they did kind of who they were listening to and who they like but it'd be really interesting to have a sit down and say like all right what kind of headspace were you guys in like what bands were you listening to around this time to come up with these ideas i think it's it'd be interesting for me as a fan
2: del paxton who knows maybe <laughs> maybe no, just, c- c- captain captain uh oh, c- cap geach and the shrimp jack shooters yeah, yeah that's what i meant. who are your influences who are you guys listening to that that whole scene from uh, that thing you do All right but yeah the uh we're gonna close this thing out the ump's gonna take the ball and go home uh <laughs> it's gonna be maybe next time Take it away,
1: Alex. Yeah, sure. Well, one thing that I remember hearing about this song, and it might be kind of a weird thing to mention, and and I don't know, maybe the some of the engine more the engineer minded guys can comment on this, but the way the song starts off, where it just comes in with Pete on that fill, and then he starts kind of cruising on the ride a little bit until the guitar comes. When I heard that for the first time with my headphones, I thought. This is one of the sweetest drum sounds I've ever heard ever. I just I think it sound like the drum tones on this song or this record. The song maybe particular is amazing. I, it sounds so warm and crisp, and nothing's clipping. It, it's just it's all like wrapped up perfectly here. And I, I think this is like a great closer. I love. I feel like this could be like at the final scene. You mentioned like those '90s movies, like a she's all that or. A, I don't know what else you could say. What's another movie like a clueless or something like that, where it's kind of like a love sort of nineties high school romantic movie. And this is kind of the final song at the end of the movie, like at the dance. And it kind of wraps everything up like an American pie or something. It just, I think oh, it wraps a stretch. <laughs> I well, I mean, I, I get. I, I don't know if it's not pervy or nothing like that, but it's like, that kind of, ni- I I'd see where the 90s kind of comes in on this song, particularly mm-hmm. like the high school kind of dance coming of age movie where it just kind of wraps up and puts a bow on and it's like, ah, that's the end of the record. I think it's like a great closer and I love, yeah. that-, that chorus is just so catchy and sweet to me. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I, I found what I was looking for. Yeah, the uh, so there's a clean part in here uh, that you can kind of hear in the part Kevin play, but the but the, there there are a few mom- moments on here where it's standalone. Uh, around 128, where it kind of reminded me of Iris from um, the Goo Goo Dolls, like their one massive hit. If you could, uh... yeah, it's... I can.
2: Yes. It. Set six eight time signature kind of helps that feeling
3: yeah that was kind of interesting though a little der- derivative because again he's kind of yeah kind of yoinking it from i mean yeah the google dials did it better but uh yeah you can't yeah if, if i'll give anything the vibe of this song is very much kind of uh, almost like an ending yeah kind of real uh but again yeah it still kind of pulls very heavily on its influences which kind of unfortunately turns me off a little bit but eh, it's just me. <laughs> anybody yeah, else want to jump in feel,
2: this does feel like a closer to me i actually and i will also give them another guts point here uh for a closing <laughs> their their album with a ballad uh something that probably made people faint back in the day i don't know. <laughs> you know i could see i could see like you know big huge fans of this band that didn't want them to change at all and and like, okay, all right, maybe this last song will have something for me. And nope, you get slapped across the face with a, a ballad. But I kind of, I kind of like that. Like, oh yeah, you thought you were gonna give you something for the last song, ballad. No, that's <laughs> what you get. <laughs> and, but you know they like they another do it helping well. Of sweets, like, just like yeah. I've, I've yeah. had enough. A little cold and
0: calculated.
3: I, yeah. I,
2: I I like I like it. I I, I actually really don't mind the song. It does remind me of those kinds of '90s uh, ballads, but you know, good good on them for taking the chance yeah.
3: here. Yeah, take a shot every time we say have said '90s on this show. Yeah, I think you'll be uh, <laughs> you'll be on your way to the hospital. yeah. <laughs> anyway, right.
2: well, I guess it's time then. Yeah.
3: And Alex, now, love hours. it or flush it.
1: Okay, well, tonight's order for the Love It or Flesh. That I, I'm sure you guys have felt we spent enough time on this album at this point, so we can rush through these if you want. But order tonight no. is myself, Mark, Chris, and Kevin. Um, I mean, obviously, you guys know my love for this record, so I'll try to be pretty objective about it if I can. But overcome, I you know, I, I love this song. There's definitely some songs on this album that you know I'll I'll be completely honest about and, and not say I love everything even though i love most of it but this one i really do love and i I love how it kind of opens up and you know if i was it'd be interesting to me because i can come to this album in retrospect like i discovered this band in 2010 so like they had already broken up and reunited at this point so i wasn't like a diehard fan in the 90s and then this came out of nowhere and i'm like what the hell is this like i was able to go back and listen everything and (laughs) You know, I like, you know, Smashing Pumpkins and Psychedelic Furs and The Cure and a lot of this atmospheric kind of loves not love, but like ballady kind of British stuff, and I feel like that's why I appreciate a lot what's going on here. So this is kind of more punk one, in my opinion, and I think it's a good opener. So, Mark?
0: Uh, love pretty simple like it's a decent opener i i don't mind it it's the kind of song that um grow grew on me a few times so it wasn't a uh, you know a negative in any way i don't think i had really any bad things to say about it cool chris
3: uh yeah i can't be as objective as you guys are and i'm actually gonna kind of uh, okay, gonna, gonna, gonna scorch the earth a little bit here. Uh, yeah, just flush. Yeah, the first five songs. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, <Maybe. laughs>
1: I can't wait to hear what Chris's pick is for the bonus it's album. The anger level.
3: Yeah, I'm I very, no, It's just yeah, I just don't. Uh, this was the part of the record. Like I said, this is a bottom-heavy record for me, as far as things to appreciate. Really? And the first five songs in particular. After listening to the record three times, I just yeah, even if you, if, I, if even if I want to be more judgmental, I mean, even the first three songs in particular had such a similar structure. Yeah, that I just got kind of irritated and just kind of tuned them out. <laughs> uh, and then I know we all kind of yeah, uh, kind of crapped on Heart of Hearts. Yeah, just as being yeah, kind of just uh, too kind of gooey for. Uh, for I think for most of our taste, and then yeah, like I said, it, it's it sucks. Like I said, I I don't want to crap too much on Alex's
1: love of this, but I just oh, yeah, I, I, the, I knew yeah. this isn't this is definitely not the kind of music you listen to. So that's no, I mean. <laughs> I'm really interested to hear what you know. Like you said, you're very much a prog metal guy. So yeah, I not a surprise. But just it yeah, it just gonna I'm, be d- d- yeah, you know. I- some differentiating opinions on this record which is right
3: cool. yeah probably and a little bit of just kind of balls to the wall rack i mean that's probably even more of my strain yeah and this is more kind of out even outside yeah
2: all right kev what do you think uh i'm gonna give this a love i like the how it ends i especially like the integration of the effects and the atmosphere at the end nice
1: okay we'll move on to in harm's way and this one, you know, while I have moments of it that I love, if I'm gonna play by the rules, because I gotta terminate one and I gotta flush one, this is gonna be a flush for me, honestly. Uh, I, I, if I had to, it, it, it's so, it's so, it's so hard for me to do that because I love this album so much, but i i often put in harm's way and burden i really associate them uh with themselves and and or with each other and i think burden is the stronger of the two so if i got a flush one that's the one i'm gonna pick so mark
0: ah uh, this is uh wow i i didn't expect that um because i am gonna buy this song mm. hmm uh, because first of all, it had that warm blanket moment and maybe just, I've been so deprived of warm blankets through our Metallica discussion that the first <laughs> one just got me. Um, but, it, it, it has a, is an interesting, uh, interesting for 1999 guitar solo, uh, in the middle. It's kind of just, uh, a dig them in on the, in the middle of the fretboard type solo that I think fits really well. And uh, this is the kind of song too, that I would, um, you know, it's not the strongest song on the album. It's not the best written song on the album. It's not the most progressive or technical song or just like in a technical from like a mastery standpoint, but it is the song that if I wanted to get back into this album, It's the one that I would start with. Really? It's the one I would dive into. So if I were creating a playlist of our bonus episodes, um, I think that this also represents um, I bought the photograph from the night game last time, and I feel like this is kind of the best song that represents where this album was. Even if I don't like it the best, I think it's the best representation
1: of it. Sure. Uh, where are we at here? Chris? Well, we already know where Chris is going to be. Yeah. So. Keith is
2: coming. I am going to keep this one around. I think it's slightly flawed, but I still think it's great. Uh, it's two songs in. You haven't lost me yet. Uh, I like what's going on here. So nice. give it a love.
1: All right. We'll move on over to Burden. I I love this song. I love the opening kind of chordal strumming going on here it starts off with an octave uh you know on the e with the ringing strings and he's kind of moving up and doing some kind of interesting finger that's the thing i want to send you guys this guy they played in boston and somebody filmed the acoustic show of trevor and scott playing this whole entire album from like five feet away and you can really see what they're doing and that really made me appreciate it because it's like you know scott's shredding all over the place he's playing these really cool leady stuff he's playing a lot of he's playing both the guitar and the bass stuff kind of at the same time he's adding new stuff in he's doing the background vocals so it's like really watching these guys do it is really impressive to me so that's what did it for me and i i really like what's going on with this one i love the chorus and it's stronger than in harm's way in my opinion so i'm going to keep it around mark
0: yeah, when I had to go back and listen to silently just to be reminded of uh, what it was. <laughs> Never a good sign. And yeah, I remember this one. It was boring. I just think this song is boring. Um, so, you know, violins notwithstanding, give it a flush.
2: And we know what Chris is going to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna. I'm going to keep this one around. I'm oh. gonna give it a love. We're gonna I'll throw yeah the rubber love. glove. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, actually yeah where where is that rubber glove? Chris's rubber glove. There it is. <laughs> oh. um, There's not gonna I'm be a lot. Of cr- There's
1: not gonna be a lot of Chris pulling it out, but that's okay. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. You can borrow it for the duration. Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks because uh, yeah I'm gonna give this a love. Yeah. I would give it a love just based on the keyboards alone. So there we go. Very
1: nice. All right. Moving on over to track four, what you guys would consider the ballad. I, I would consider it a ballad too. Uh, Everyone hates a know it all. This is a, a lot of warm blankets going on in this one. Uh, I, I had you kind of play that extended part at the very end with the harmonies kind of meshing and falling in. Mark seemed to think that that was a typical thing of the era. Very possible. Uh, I, I, I don't know. For me, I, I really liked how that worked. Um, this was always one of the more stronger songs. This is the one that Trevor will play acoustic a lot. Um, just because maybe it's a little simpler and you don't have to have a lot of the kind of chordal layering going on to really make the song work. So this is maybe my favorite out of the first four so far. So I'm going to love it. Mark.
0: Yeah. The, uh, that thing you do, um, feeling of the song gives it enough. And I, I don't enthusiastically love the song, but I, I do feel for the song because I love that movie and it is a, uh, um, kind of, it's just its an, an, an easy-going re- ballad. Like, it isn't uh, too bad, you know, for the fourth spot and to really, you know, ruin it with something that's just too soppy, which we'll get to later, so uh, give it a love.
1: Okay. Chris, we're still sticking with the flush here?
0: Yep.
3: There it is.
1: you were changing minds. Yeah, I was interested. I'm like wondering. Well, I wonder if any opinions before it's Chris's turn no, will turn it, but maybe not. So
2: that's fine. So no, I?
3: I, like I said, like I said, the other first half, I just don't remember any. Fair enough. I don't, uh, I don't know why.
2: <laughs> I just don't. This 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 one is tough for me because I'll be honest. I had an F question mark next to this on Are you giving it an F? <laughs> Should I give it an like, F? <laughs> no, like like a oh. like a flush. Oh, you okay, know? Oh. Flush, flush question mark, and I. I just the, the the fat thing you do, connection, save it for me. <sighs> I don't know. I just, it's not even a connection. Te-
0: just something I made up. Yeah, that's I know. I, I never I, put I, I, I together, tend to group
2: but- this song with Heart of Hearts, and that's not a good thing. So I, I guess I got to stick with the flush.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, let's let's uh, let's. I guess move it on over to the problematic song of the album, "A uh, Heart of Hearts." I I love the song. I, I like what's going on, and then I love the bass playing. I love that Scott's doing a lot of cool leady stuff on this song, where the guitars are sort of taking a back seat and. There's definitely some. Stop trying to convince.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's. Come on, let us turn the key. Yeah. That... Let us... yeah, oh, we're not,
1: we're well, not... okay, that's fine. Yeah, I right. mean, I love the song. Yeah, so we're not, we're not removing like our it. boot from its butt. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, Mark. Yeah.
4: Sucks. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is that the T?
1: Do I give no, it the T? I'm saying oh, okay.
2: All right. Well, then yeah. We this is that. And we know where press is at. <laughs> and, and
3: jam
1: it. Jam it down there with my foot. And oh we knew it was coming. Boom. There yeah. it goes. Alright, okay. fair yeah. enough. Alright, let's move on over to Prodigal. Uh I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna buy this one because this is my favorite song on the album, Hands Down, and maybe All my right. favorite song they ever they've ever done. So. Mark, what do you think? Uh,
0: Strong love. Thanks for the okay. turnaround. I appreciate <laughs> the uh, acknowledgement of where this album was going. Chris, well,
1: did, uh, didn't you say uh, the yeah, first gonna, five, Chris, or is this one he's starting to come back a little bit?
0: Uh, I'm
3: gonna give this a light squeeze because yeah, it does have some kind of interesting guitar uh, or, or memorable guitar playing on it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, worm song. So yeah. yeah light squeeze. Kev.
2: Oh, Alex, you're finally going to be happy with me because I'm joining you on the bye. There you go. Thank you. Well, I don't have to, so, I don't, I don't have to thank you probably, guys. You guys have
1: your own opinions. That's fine. I don't care. What,
2: one one of the the bigger turnarounds that I can remember, um, actually, maybe not if we go back through the, <laughs> the albums that we've done, but never have I gone from loss of interest to now I'm interested so fast And this song. Uh, had to be pretty strong to do that, and it came through. Okay, fair enough. We'll move on over to Nearly Impossible. This is
1: the longest song on the album. I will agree that maybe... Well, I don't know. When I hear it, it doesn't seem too long, but I guess coming from your guys' opinions or I guess uh, headspaces, I could see where you might think that. But I don't know. I like that it's a lot slower and I'm getting some very... Kind of Elvisy croony stuff going on in the song, and I love the very end of the song. I was going to have you kind of play it out, but the way Trevor's voice kind of falls down perfectly uh, to just fade the song out—it's just one of my earworms and my warm blankets on the elm. So I'm going to love it, Mark.
0: No, <laughs> I hate to be—I don't I'm so contrarian about it. I don't. That's it, fine. It, I mean. It, despite the a lot to lose uh the callback or, or vibes that i get out of it and you know the, the decent uh you know solo and the way it's structured i just think about that highly improbable you know just nearly impossible i like guess it's, it's just so weak and spacious i just feel like uh I mean, maybe it'd make a great, I could see why they did this acoustic because that would be that kind of thing, but it's just kind of one of those musical things I dislike a lot or just kind of like those post-chorus breakdowns hmm. that just, yeah, I, I don't know, it's like a, a musical um, aesthetic I, I strongly dislike. I didn't say anything about it on the track by track, but I do not like it.
1: You did mention you're not a 90s guy, so no, maybe that's where it's all. falling in uh chris are we back on the flush train after the one uh break, uh, break here say, nearly impossible
3: highly improbable that i'm not going to set this on fire yeah uh yeah it's uh it's done get it rid of it oh, push the button no, it's, a, it's it's
0: oh this, this one's a <laughs> yeah five flushes i'll squeeze in a T.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 you're, you're my uh yeah, not a, not a good day. Yeah,
1: That's okay. <laughs> I mean, I I'm, I'm excited for the Electro Pop album or whatever you got coming down the pike, so yeah, oh, that'll shit. be fun. All right, let's move on over yeah. to Kev
2: on this one. Uh, I'm going to give it a light squeeze. Light squeeze. It, it, it does feel like that kind of uh, 90s power ballad, um, mm. but there are parts about it that I like, so we're going to keep it on here. Cool. All right, we'll move it on over to I Know What You
1: Are. Uh, I'll give this one a light squeeze, actually. This one, even though it's a little bit more kind of on the the punk tip compared to the rest of the stuff, and I can see it kind of woke you guys up a little bit, and you like that one. Just because, I don't know, for me, it didn't really do too too much for me. I Well, it does, but there's a lot of repetitiveness kind of going on with the vocals and the, I know what you are, I know what you... Like, that part, in my opinion, goes on a little long. So, uh, it's still cool enough for me to to dig it, but not one of my favorites, so I'll, I'll save it. Mark?
0: Uh, a strong love for me. Might be maybe a little bit wishful thinking. You know, maybe it's a... Uh, um. I don't know. It it, it 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 It's just, you know, more of what I would like on the album, or at least not that I dislike the atmospheric stuff, but I wish they would have balanced it a bit more with uh, a callback to their older uh, or their roots, I suppose. So a strong love, even if it isn't as good as that, it still is more of what I would like on the album.
1: Cool. Chris, what do you think?
3: uh yeah gonna give it a very mild love yeah because again it's kind of yeah again this is the point in the record that really kind of piqued my interest like okay (laughs) now we're getting into more familiar territory
2: nice kev oh yeah all right i'm gonna give this a love as well yes it's a little bit repetitive but the energy is top notch in this song so yeah all right, we'll move on over to
1: the single on the
2: record. And I think
1: all oh, you guys really dug this one so I can see maybe where this one's going. But uh, I'm, normally I would buy this one, but I just, Prodigal's too close to me, so I had to do it. But I mean, this is the strongest of loves for me. I think it's was deservedly a single, and I think it works. So, Mark?
0: Uh, yeah, I would have bought this as well, but I just uh, wanted to Thought "In Harm's Way" had a little bit more representation of the album. This kind of stands on its own, uh, not to its detriment. So strong
1: love. Cool, Chris.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm buying this one.
3: There yeah, it is. That was, oh. Yeah, that was he the song. The where, like, I do. Yeah, that's the one for it. It's like, oh, yeah, I like the song that everybody, I guess, who else knows the song. Yeah, so it's. And this is not a deep cut record for, for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go there. But sure. uh, yeah, it's just a muscular chorus. Yeah, this is where I feel really where they. Probably the most unique song on the record, where it doesn't sound like they're pulling from any specific kind of. Not that the influences aren't there, but it's that they don't lie. They aren't. They don't pack it on as heavy as they do in the rest of the album.
2: Yeah. All right, Kev. Uh, I think it's obvious that I'm gonna give this a strong love as well. Cool. All right. Well, what are we moving on to next?
1: Uh, Apathetic. I dig this one a lot. This one is kind of similar. I, I, I associate this one with Prodigal a lot for me so i i dig it a lot and it's a little bit shorter which is you know shorter the better i guess for me especially coming out of seven minute metallica territory for a while i it mm-hmm. works for me so i'll give it a i'll give it a love mark
0: uh strong love again um this is the song that uh displays a little bit of the hardcore influence on mm-hmm. like that so
1: yeah especially those slammy verses for sure chris mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah, another
3: strong love. Yeah, just the drumming on here and just those kind of hardcore elements that I thought were really cool. I'm glad they kind of brought that in. Yeah, kind of saved uh, it a little bit for me.
2: Hmm.
1: There you go.
3: Kev?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna give this a strong love as well. There's this is, song is an interesting amalgamation of of elements like Chris said. You have that fast picking part, the drumming, the the aggression on the song. You kind of feel it. And it all comes together really well in in you know not a, it's not like it takes twenty minutes to get there, you know. Mm-hmm. A couple of minutes and, and you've got a nice song, so I, I give it a thumbs up for me. Cool. Alright, we'll move
1: on to the final three songs here. I'm sure some people are excited about that. Lost, I, I think it's one of the most beautiful songs Trevor's ever written. I know a lot of, I've, I've seen in interviews a lot of people are big fans of this song. I know the band really likes this song as well. Uh, you know, Scott loves this song and I was watching a, or listening to an interview with the singer of Less Than Jake and he really exclaimed how much he loved this song too and I, I think it's super simple and it works really well and I dig it. I, li- I like the guitar work a lot on it, so I like how it just kind of builds up towards the end, and new riffs kind of get introduced here and there. So, Mark?
0: Yeah, I mean, let me get out my iMation CDR and pop it into my CD <laughs> burner and get my Sharpie out and add this to my 90s uh, songs to fall asleep to. <laughs> wow. wow. Uh, yeah, there we go. Flush.
1: Gives it the flush. Yeah. What about Chris?
0: Um... I'm gonna give it a light
3: squeeze, yeah, just because, as derivative as it is, yeah, there are kind of where you find yourself kind of humming along and kind of, yeah, it's kind of one of those what I call again cold and calculated, kind of going for the uh, for the subconscious. (laughs) Okay. So yeah.
1: All right, and then where are we at here, Kev? Wrapping it up. Uh... (laughs) I love this. All right. Uh, okay, final two songs, Run in Circles. Again, damn the rules of the show, but I, it's about that time I got to one of them, so this is going to be the one it is. I hate to do it, don't want to do it, but that's, that's what it does for me. So, Mark?
0: Uh, Alex and I have some very contrary opinions on this record. I'm yeah, looking at the the it's I strongly love this song. I wish it would be f- it sped up a bit. I wish they would have, uh, I guess, put the song on speed dial or speed. You know, like it really would have uh, been a, a great rager. Uh, I think you can see where I'm going. So, uh, yeah, give it a strong love.
1: All right, Chris.
3: Uh, yeah, probably flush it. Yeah, I. am yeah, just, I'm, I, no. yeah, I'm just kind of burned out at this point. Yeah, like I, I had, I, I had my peak with like, the, with like, the, with the, uh with like the eight, nine, and ten spot, and then it just kind of like I don't, like, yeah.
2: Okay, yeah. Kev. Um, yeah. <laughs>
0: really, I'm the only one.
1: Oh, it's
2: good. It's in seven four. You right could the, tell the it. The album, the album is too long. <laughs> cut these. Cut lost Cut run. I should have thought about
1: that. It is a fifty-two minute album. I should have, like I said, I should have picked like a ten-minute Agnostic Front record or something like that. Yeah, that, the, that, the, that the, you guys would have dug the, that. I think
2: <laughs> it's not necessarily. It's not necessarily that Run in Circles is terrible. I just feel like, God, it, it could have been flush. That's, that's Mike, could you imagine this album without Lost, Run in Circles, and Heart of Hearts? I mean, it wouldn't have done anything for Chris, but, right. yeah. but I would have liked it. You know, you're talking about it would have been maybe 10 minutes shorter or something. That I think that would have brought it up for me. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well,
1: And it's funny, too, because I told you guys to not listen to the extended, I guess on Spotify as an extended version, but there was a complimentary EP that was added on to this album, it has four songs in it, and one of the songs is very much kind of like a pop-punk, kind of classic face-to-face sound, and I wonder if, if you were guys to listen to that after the kind of like a bonus thing, what your guys' thoughts of those other extra songs would be, I, mean, I would be interested, but um, are we on to maybe next time? I think we are wrapping it up. Love the song, love the drum, drum sound, love the chorus, love how it perfectly wraps up the record, in my opinion. It's a nice love song, and... It's just the way it just fades out at the end. It's just like, ah, see, just there you go. Beautiful. So,
0: Mark? Alex, I'm really confused about these beautiful fades. I'm going to have to listen to them. <laughs> He's just, not a fan give of, it of the T. Give it the T. All
2: oh, the T. He wants more. He wants more saying.
1: All right. He hate the 90s. Yeah, he does hate the 90s. Chris?
0: Um,.
3: Yeah, I guess I'll give it a kind of a light, uh, light squeeze. I was actually kind of lost for a minute. were we? Check it. means is, is, it should is be a flush. That if it doesn't really
0: remember, it's just like me.
3: Okay. Uh, I
2: have to say, Chris, I, I really th- this love it or flush has been incredible. Just because I have no idea what you're gonna do. In
3: yeah, do I. Yeah, yeah this song. Like I said, I've I've listened to this record multiple times, and I've really? I just noticed I don't. I, I, none of, except for maybe two or th- three of those songs I can't like my brain just said no I don't it's not yeah, no, it's not who you are it's like no this is who you are this is what you like yeah, this is not so we're just blo- we're keeping it out of the of the fine unconscious, where it just sticks with yeah. you, and that's why you gotta yeah.
1: open your mind a little can't, more. Can't can't I do. Teach, hey, can't teach an old dog new tricks, I suppose. Yeah, I
3: I, uh, that's I listen, the
0: oldest of the group, I suppose. Yeah, I listened
3: right? to everything from early '70s singer songwriter up until some of the ugliest metal that you can you can think of, well, within reason, but <laughs> 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 but uh, so I yeah, I would say I have a fairly eclectic taste, but uh, yeah, this kind of music though just never. uh so yeah i'll so probably just it, a flush or flush. what Give it yeah the flush. We'll, we'll flush it there it goes <laughs> yeah just just to keep the moment yeah just to keep the vibe <laughs> going yeah. we're gonna have to gonna get have to get some uh yeah, yeah some uh toilet drano uh, soon yeah. yeah there it is all right <laughs> yeah. and the
1: final <laughs> the final person to speak on the love it or flush it kev wrapping it up
2: what's it gonna be I'm going to give this one a love. Oh, actually. <laughs> Why? I don't Why? How come? mind this song. I think I like the guts of ending with a ballad. It's not a bad song. Just, just take yourself out of the nineties for a second. It's just not a bad song. That That's what it is. Just, just remove the song yeah, from your I mean, I the nineties. I mean,
0: and bear in mind, this, this is seem maybe next time.
1: Yeah, this is not a, a, a landmark, you know, top twenty billboard album by any means. This is uh this is a deep cut album out of a deep cut band compared to you guys. So I I totally get it. So that's why I'm like, that's eh, it's interesting to hear you guys' thoughts on it. So All right, well I guess that wraps it up with the Love It or Flush It. Where are we next?
0: Yeah, I appreciate your passion for this album, Alex. And I will say that even though if there were um Points on this album that I did like enough to go on and look at uh, some other other songs, which were nothing like this. But I, you know, at least if I didn't, you know, if I'm not going to, uh, you know, put this album on my wall or rush out to buy the uh, the, the record or whatever, like I, I at least got into a band um, that maybe I'm not going to pull up every time, but uh, you know, I think they, they they offer a lot when it comes to uh, the the skate punk uh, mid '90s scene sure okay so yeah uh, and i think that also your passion for this record has influenced what i will be picking for my special album uh and i think it will be an album that kevin will appreciate very much it won't be an album that nobody else knows but i'll just leave it at that Uh, we will be picking up next time with uh pink floyd can't wait can't wait to take a trip back to 1967 i'm always getting my years wrong is it 67 Piper at the gates of dawn
3: uh Yeah, Something 67, like yeah, so that was okay. right, yeah.
0: Yeah, taking a trip back in time to see Sid Barrett. That's going to be a good one. Um, So I hope you'll stick around for that because this is what we do on Light the Sky. We take an entire artist's discography, song by song, love it, flush it, buy it, or terminate it, and especially with Pink Floyd because we love albums. Uh, we love di- uh, discographies that span decades, that really... Um, you know, offer up uh, different flavors, different opinions, uh, different singers, different, you know, as if our world wasn't divided enough uh, divisions uh, in, in in opinions on, um, you know, directions that they take so looking forward to it. Hopefully that you will uh, take a listen, give us a chance on that. Hey, if you stuck around for two hours <laughs> and 20 minutes of face-to-face I think you'll like what you hear Yeah, uh, it's coming up. Uh, so see you on that side with Pink Floyd and yeah, Piper at the very nice